0: Welcome to This Week in X, presented by Crushing Comics. We're here for a very special episode today. It is the first week of the X-Men's spectacular Hellfire Gala, and we are going to be talking about all three of the gala books that were out on the 2nd of June 2021 in this order, Marauders 21, X-Force 20, and Hellions number 12. As always, this comes with a spoiler warning. We're going to get deep. We're going to get so deep. We might even talk about other Marvel books in the Marvel Universe. So y'all are going to be spoiled. And (laughs) I am going to be spoiled and also spoiled to spend time with three of my favorite comic fans from around Uh the world, Tyler, Harry, and Freya. How are we all doing today? A little bit glad So excited, <laughs> I know glad we glammed
1: up. Like I mean, those who are listening in the podcast, you're missing out. So please go to our YouTube channel and then see us because <laughs> <Just> we dressed <laughs> up for this.
2: Quick uh, Enjoy the podcast, also. Bye. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But
1: you know, but come see us. I, I feel
0: as though Tyler and I are dressed as the people who are covering the gala, and then. Freya and Harry are dressed as the people who are actually going to the gala. <laughs> going bata.
2: to the gala. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I look like the Baba Duck or the bad guy from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So. Oh my
0: God.
2: Yeah. yeah, the judge, whatever he's called. Um. <laughs> um,
0: well, you know, the Hellfire Gala is all about being seen, but our question today is about when you don't want to be seen or when you don't want to see someone else. I want to know if you have a brief example of a time that you pretended not. To see or recognize someone just because you did not want to talk with them or perhaps be grouped in with them uh, in the crowd. Tyler, is there a time that you have purposely avoided <laughs> someone else?
3: Well, I mean, definitely. Um, I mean, I mean, it was it was it was at an event where um, there were a lot of um, how should I put it with. <laughs> With with taste. Do it with delicacy. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was at a leather event. And mm. I really did not want to talk to this person whom we met before. And so I was just trying my best to move from one corner to the other <laughs> corner. To the other <laughs> corner. And and the thing is, um, I mean, you know, he um he seemed really interested in, in, in catching up. But I'm um, I'm I'm not having it. So so we were playing like you know uh catch-up, uh, cat, cat and mouse. mouse like, yeah, like hello, or
0: are you just sidle. No, no it, it, was, it,
3: it wasn't even hello. It wasn't even to that stage. It was like oh, he's coming, he's coming. Okay, oh hey, hi, and then I just walk over to the other person. Invasive universe. Yeah. I, so
1: <laughs> I feel like your your experience was pretty much like Colossus trying to avoid Kitty. Oh, or
3: Kate? No, in all of this? Kate. No, he did not. I mean, he, he met
1: really her. Yeah, later on. But yeah, and then they covered it, like it up with
3: uh, a with a with a word Speech <laughs> bubble. <below laughs> <one. laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I was
1: yeah, what talents are going to be happy? Harry,
0: <laughs> is there any time that you have tried to fade into the crowd and lose someone? Well, I would have loved to
2: because I've got a great example that happened yesterday oh my god Uh, so i um interview people uh for a living that's my job as a journalist and um you know there is a kind of uh you know sometimes i'll befriend sources after the fact or you know we'll kind of like you know be friendlier but there are other times where this is just my job and i'm gonna talk with you and then i'm going to be done i'm gonna move on with my life and uh so for some crazy reason uh i ran into a source uh at the gym yesterday And there were no one else in that building, (laughs) not a single person. So I put on the headphones that you can see or hear right now. And I pretended I did not know this person and mentally disassociated to get through my exercise. Because when I'm in situations like that, where I just need to like cut loose and get out of my head for a while, I'm not going to bring in the social anxiety trying to make small talk with someone. So was this the right thing to do? I don't know. That's for God and my therapist to decide, but it was very funny because we were both clearly, I think we both knew that we were in the room, but we just pretended that it wasn't Mm. happening. Um, Call it a weakness, but uh, I I just focused on
0: working out. Frio, what about you? Have you ever had to purposely avoid someone in a social situation?
1: So that happened to me at a con, um, and this person, uh, we went on a couple of days and it didn't work out so um but then it was Tyler wasn't in that con to protect me so (laughs) that's why it was like an extra problem and then uh this person and I we kind of shared similar artists or like you know uh like like you know creators that we wanted to follow like we are following so it was always like one of those cat and mouse chase to uh, make sure that they are located and which queue they're standing so I'll just go and stand in a different queue and then make sure that it's not the same aisle and everything oh, no. and then um, what I purposefully remember though that um, they were coming at me in the same aisle and then I hid behind a uh, Darth Vader like a Darth Vader <laughs> cosplay like I I actually went in under like the and then I was following that I'm pretty sure that the cosplayer was like what
4: is going what on, is going but, on. <laughs> yeah. but
1: you know and then uh, they passed me and then I kind of know, and that nice. was yeah it was it was pretty uh hectic you know and uh yeah not for the best
0: <laughs> <laughs> mine i uh it, i wasn't originally going to use this but it popped into my memory actually while tyler was talking i was at this party in probably in college or shortly after i guess it had to have been mm-hmm. in college and you know some people i knew and some people i didn't and i was just mingling and talking and this mm-hmm. one person like cornered me. And all I really knew about them is that they were an equestrian, like they they were some kind of horse rider and did some kind of horse showing. And they got me by my collar and was like, do you know I'm really good at riding? And I'm like, this is Ah, too much for me uh in the first interaction. So I like ran. I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. And so I like slipped away and went down the hallway and like closed the bathroom door. Only to discover one of my friends was like using the bathroom. And I'm like, I'm not looking. I really just need to be not at the party right now. (laughs) So I just like stayed in the bathroom with that person. The funny part of the story, though, is that that person wound up getting married to the equestrian and uh later divorced (laughs) and the entire time they were married i continued to i mean i didn't go to the wedding clearly and i continued to pretend the equestrian just did not exist they were like a blank spot and anytime i would (laughs) walk past them i would just walk and so finally shortly after the divorce i actually wound up being on a bus route that the equestrian always took on the way home and i had to like walk past them every time i got on the bus and every time (laughs) in the bus that got on the bus i would see them from the corner of my eye and in my head i would just see like i'm good at riding (laughs)
2: <laughs> the worst thing oh I've God. ever heard You did the right thing I think you did the right thing and history will judge you I just think so I just think it's
0: funny that of all the people that I locked my, and I did a lot of defensive of locking myself in the bathroom at college parties let me tell mm-hmm. you, but uh, of all the people that I could have locked myself in the bathroom with the fact that it's the person who the guy married who, them yeah. just makes it that much better
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm good at driving uh, <laughs> It's the worst thing I've ever heard
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I yeah someday I want to hear if these kind of words actually work. Listeners, do let us know. Yeah, let, yeah. like this kind Sorry. of. Hey pickup up line doesn't get work,
0: road, then then that's, <laughs> then, that's a, then that's a great pick up line. Maybe that just wasn't where I was headed <laughs> that night. Uh, okay, <laughs> Marauders twenty one, starting with Tyler. What's a reaction from you on this issue?
3: As you have alluded to earlier, this is structured really. Differently from all the previous crossovers or events that um, Marvel publishes, because this has a timeline, and you are seeing snippets of scenes from the exact from from the same timeline. Um, you know, with regards to different groups. So, um, as far as Marauders go, this is a um, I mean, this is a really good start for me because it whets my appetite to um read more about this event about the hellfire gala. And so, you know, I mean, um, I give it a four, not at all suspicious flowers out of five.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Harry, what about you? What's a slightly longer initial reaction from you? So this is definitely an
2: interesting structure that has kind of worked well for some and not others. It's interesting where um, this issue is almost the main event issue and then the other issues this week are the tie-ins that fill in the blanks. This was definitely the most pulled back where you're just seeing all of these things happening and all of these hints for future Marauder issues and things that'll be happening here, I suppose. But um all those moments are really delightful. I think they all hit really well. Um, you know, I was expecting just a good time here. Uh I wasn't sure how much plot we were gonna get. It's a mm-hmm. little less than I expected. I'm not that upset. Um and I think uh, Lolly's art is excellent. I think this is some of the best he's, he's done. So I'm going to give this a 4.25, uh, security guards out of five. For Eha.
1: Um, so if this was served to me in a five course meal at a restaurant, I would have walked out of the restaurant. Like, oh. you know, like <laughs> this, I mean, the art in the very first page like pissed me off and that's coming from me who don't necessarily look at it like if emma is a real person and she saw how she was drawn in that in that on the boat like she would have made sure that this lolly never had a career like i don't know it just looks awful like horrible and the whole time every page looks like webtoon art like you know and I, I can't stand webtoon art and it kind of looked like that it's Really annoyed me. And then the whole thing that this issue was supposed to be a red issue, like a lot of things supposed to happen. At the end, I was like, you know, Barack Obama's gift. (laughs) Like, you know, like what happened? Like, you know, and then the last, if the last two page wasn't present, I would have been kinder to it. But with the last two page being there, it really annoyed me. Like, it's like, just don't, don't, Mm. don't. And so, and the thing is, like, there will be a lot of other things I want to talk about. It's like, you know, like, how far we have come, but how backwards we are. It just, I don't know. It's just the whole thing. And I had to check. I'm like, Jerry Dugan wrote it. Because I thought that it was Benjamin Percy or Hickman. You know.
0: But Something boring
1: is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Even though he's my soulmate, but I'm yeah. still saying mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. And then, but it was Dugan. And uh, he was not, no, it didn't leave me much hope. Like, you know, I was very disappointed. But yeah.
0: I think they kind of painted themselves into a corner that was hard to escape, which was really my reaction the whole way through, which is Mm -hmm. they made it a red issue, but they couldn't do anything too big because it was the first issue. They made it a Marauders issue because it's the Marauders who are really hosting via the Hellfire Club, but Mm. they didn't really give us anything that we've wanted or been waiting for in Marauders. It was a lot of teases, but they couldn't have just made it like Hellfire, Gala... Entrance or red Alpha. carpet or something, because because there wasn't enough content, and they also wanted to do that midnight thing at the end. So I think yep. that they kind of just like box themselves out. They're doing this very clever mutant massacre. Everything's happening simultaneously. At, at points, we're going to get some Rashomon effects as some scenes play out from slightly mm-hmm. different perspectives. I, I don't know if there was a way to win with this issue. I really think they backed themselves into the a narrative corner. Personally, I think it it fell pretty flat with me. Uh, just jokes is not enough to carry me through the first issue, a Marauders issue, a Red issue. And I didn't really feel like there was very much other than jokes.
1: I'm glad. So at the end of this, I'm like, I'm turning into Peter. Like that was my reaction. Like I, I, I read it, too and much time and I'm like,
0: with me, I, yeah.
1: I was like, this is I happening. Don't... I'm morphing into Peter. You're
3: turning I mean, into it, a Madras duppy. It, dupe it, it is, it is not. I mean, it, it does. It definitely does not um, qualify as a red issue. Because nothing, yeah, but just right, they matters. did it for themselves.
0: It's a self-inflicted. Whatever no, no, no. One ever. Yeah, yeah. That, that part a, I agree
3: yeah. with that. But my my point is this: like this is something different in terms of an event. Um, the structure is very different. So I actually think that this is a very clever way to set up set things up, because it kind of, you know, it, it kind of makes you want to read more. Um, I think, I think so. I mean, it does for me. I I know, I know we are split this way. I know. We are are split. The panel is is, is split. Put up them hands. We're going at it.
1: But the thing is, that here's the thing: like at the end of it, maybe I will be on the same side as you, Tyler. Yeah. We have seen it before. Like it's going to be a long
3: night, a whole, month, it could long be this night. way, or it could be that way. I mean, <laughs> well, look, that's the I thing. Wanna, but I want to
0: start at the end yeah. because I think that yeah. the mm-hmm. end is potentially the most intriguing. Then we'll come back to the beginning. So sure. the end is after midnight, and you'll notice, folks, that there are captions, time captions, throughout mm-hmm. all the X-Men issues in the gala which would allow you to put it in an explicit order. But sometimes, within a time caption, an amount of time elapses, which Tyler and mm-hmm. I are starting to put together the receipts in the background. Yeah. Maybe at the end of the month, we'll tell you the right order to read every issue. But after midnight, people are walking out of the fireworks display, presumably it's the last thing on the schedule. And they mm-hmm. have some very interesting things to say. I'm going to read some of the things they said and then I'm going to go around starting with Tyler and I want to talk about what you think was revealed. So a, a headpiece-wearing ambassador or businessman says, you heard me, sell everything in that sector. Yes, the entire portfolio. The ambassador from the United States says, if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes... The Brazilian ambassador, after being pressed by Emma Frost, says you will galvanize humanity in a way it has never it never has to confront the threat posed by mutant kind. Dr. Strange says the magic. I don't want to be rude at a party. I want some time to gather my thoughts. (laughs) Captain America says, did you know about this when we met a few days ago? Well, you solved one big problem, but I'm worried you might have made an even bigger mess. I just hope you know what you're doing. See you out there, Scott. And Scott says that he did well, not for certain, but. I had an inkling. So this is an interesting Mm. amount of hints as to what goes on. It's enough to make people dump whole stock portfolios. It's going to galvanize humanity against mutants. Cap and Strange think it's a big, big deal and that makes an even bigger mess. And Scott didn't even 100% know what it was. Tyler, what is it?
3: I mean, I feel like the mutants have... I mean, just going by what my my thought is that the mutants basically says, um, you know, the the world, the earth might be, you know, not sufficient for mutants anymore. So we are expanding outwards. We are going to the space yeah. and we are going yeah. to occupy, we are going to claim and occupy this sector of space that, you know, no human beings, no living beings have claimed. For us, and you know, so basically, that is the thing that I thought that they might be doing, or they thought that no one has any claims to it, you know, because evidently someone said sell everything in this sector. Yeah. So mm. someone you don't has think it meant some, financial sector. You thought no. maybe it was yeah. like
0: space
2: sector.
3: Space sector. That's what I'm thinking of. Ooh. Yeah.
2: Harry, well, I virtually thought the same thing. To be honest, I mean, it would it would that not saying that's like you know. It, it, it sometimes it's fun to just guess pie in the sky but like some kind of space exploration or kind of mm-hmm. like a uh, planet colony just would make the most sense in the story that we've been kind of setting up um i do love that the humans are all freaking out and all the superheroes are just like i, I don't know how to feel about this don't talk to me right now like it's very <laughs> yeah. like kind of mellow it's not like they've gone too far it's just like oh okay um, yeah, I mean, I think it was an uh, interesting tease. Um, I do think there's mm-hmm. the biggest issue with this is that the, uh, the, this, the skip ahead is a little bit less satisfying than I think they want it to be. But mm-hmm. um, I am curious. I'm quite curious. So I did work on that level. Uh, so but yeah, big ol' space colonization uh, enterprise.
0: Freya, are you with us colonizing space
1: right now? So, th- th- no one here read Inhumans? Like, because Inhumans have already done it before like how nobody people, remembers
0: like, the in no but like... how,
1: how how is that people in marvel universe are up, like surprised by that like you know it's like people here yeah people on this earth would be but people in marvel universe have seen everything how are they surprised by that and the thing these what really pissed me off is like okay wh- what is it i mean i don't know like you know you made this a red issue and you didn't say it so i don't know what to react to i guess i will we'll find out in planet science x-men Maybe that's where yeah. we'll find out. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, if they're go- But here's the thing if they're going to pack up and leave, why aren't they upset about it? No,
3: like, no, no not, a- not, 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 no They are not packing up and leaving. That's, I but, don't but think that's the to But if they're, they're expanding, if they're
1: expanding in yeah. the other well, why aren't they upset about Like, wh- wh- what is it? Uh, just I,
2: obsolescence, I, the feeling that they are being so outpaced now that, like, the mutants will take the stars. This is all anyway, heavy I, speculation. I, I, yeah. I,
1: I, yeah, so that's the thing. Without not knowing that, I'm like, yeah. Sure. I guess. But what really pissed me off is, like, Cyclops didn't know about this. And that it just, like, I, I don't know. I just, like, it's like, are you, aren't you you supposed to be the captain of this island? Like, what,
3: what's yeah, your, but he's not on the name? council anymore and Jin is not. So, uh, yeah. and, I mean, the people that he's sleeping with are not, except for Emma, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's,
1: I but that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, like, nobody knows. Like, it just, there's no, there's no mutant, um, like, you know, um, what you call it, like, unity about mm. this. Everyone's doing their own thing. I mean Oh, but we know gonna, that.
3: But isn't that An ang- the 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 problem? I, yeah,
1: I know. But the thing is, like, that the problem is it's exacerbating again. I'm like, oh, when is this gonna end? I thought that there would be some kind of unity at this gala thing because that was the whole, the whole thing about it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, there was no the, the, even the whole idea was that oh, this was supposed to bring mutants and humans together, and it yeah. didn't. It just created even more divide. And then That's I'm like, drama. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm just done with those drama. I'm just, I'm really done with it. I'm all right, just Mary
0: J. Want... no more drama. <laughs> yes, no uh, drama. <laughs> uh, I I largely agree with with Tyler and Harry. It's the place because I was trying to make them all fit. I did think maybe they finally like full on reveal the, resur- the resurrections, which they haven't been like totally mm. forthright yeah. about to everybody. Yep. Because I really focused on Captain America saying, "I'm worried you might have made an even bigger mess by solving a problem." I don't know if going to space like solves a problem necessarily so Mm. that was the one place where i'm like and also i i debate on if if they would cast themselves as colonizers i mean xavier would because he kind of did that to krakoa but it's it's definitely an interesting angle if they were like well we're just colonizing space especially because like black black panther just did that plot so it feels like there's got to be like another nuance to it somewhere where they're like we claim this specific space as mutants, or they talk about the Iraqi mutants um, needing their own sovereign territory or something like that, which does solve a problem and might create a bigger problem. Uh, But I also thought maybe it could have to do with resurrections. I'm really stuck on the cap comment. And I think if, my, if I'm trying to be nice, which I, I don't always, I think that maybe this is a red issue because we're going to come back and really read it differently. It has a lot of the ambassador nonsense mm-hmm. threaded throughout of it without really revealing what they're up to. And then it yeah. has this reveal too. And I just wonder if we're gonna get to the end and be able to reread this and kind of see another layer yeah. to each of those sets of
3: well, Um I mean, before we go on, the Russian ambassador has also revealed herself to be part of um, AUKUS.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. because she said, okay. um, alerts the central column, and the yeah. central column is devil, basically. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: now let's circle back
3: to the beginning,
0: in the section that I will call Greetings and Salutations. Uh, fair game to everybody, starting with Freya and going around the circle. Is there anybody kind of in this greetings, we could even all take it all the way through Emma's opening speech, but not to the psychic orchestra that you want to highlight. Anything, Freya?
1: I mean, I was disappointed that none of the other heroes got any dress. Like, they just showed up in their costume. I mean, like, that was, like, an oversight on Marvel's part. Like, put them on Uh, on some nice clothes.
2: I think that's intentional. Like, they're almost, like, antagonistic, like, not fitting in with the thing. Oh, I hate that
1: shit. Like, ugh it's absolutely drama it, no i know I mean, it just, like, it's just doing this like you know you're going to i i hate that whole thing it's like you're going to put one side down in order to raise the other one up and they marvel does it all the time because of whoever is with the hot ip so this is just being done purely not necessarily story point of view but because of how they want to push and market it point of view and i'm not on it like you know so i was just kind of like Ugh, whatever, like, I, just, and I also kind I, of I, feel I like, like it's
0: meant to make them all seem like battle ready or whatever. But like, yeah, come on, they're superheroes. You, it would actually almost be funnier if one of them was really dressed up. Like, <laughs> if, if all of the Avengers came not super in, dressed up, but then like just like Iron Thor. Man was dressed up or just Thor was dressed up. Like that would have talk about all the, this really bad comedy in the X Men books this week, which I'm going to harp on constantly. Like that would have been an actual visual gag that had
1: a little the bit of heft. fact the fact that t'challa didn't dress up right he should be dressed as a king me he because he I mean he is a king as black panther but, but the, like t'challa he's like a a symbol of a country he's supposed to be the ambassador of wakanda for all we know right yeah. i mean that's the he's coming from that and the fact that he's not dressed up like, Thor is not dressed up? He should be the first one to be like, you know, come here. But, you know, I guess, like, there's a reason why we will see that in a later uh, thing. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah, I mean, it just like, and, and then also the whole thing about Iron Man. Oh. Well, we'll
0: course. get to that more in X-Force because that plays out more in X-Force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Harry, just... anything that you want to draw out from the greetings and salutations here?
2: I actually like this a lot because, you know, we kind of had, had like all the X-Men, so the mutants so much in their, uh, kind of own personal line. And this has been the biggest kind of mix them up. And, you know, there is, there's just, you know, <laughs> to be very blunt, I just like the party vibe where you're seeing everyone show up. I think doom is incredibly funny in this, uh, for what he is. And then, um, yeah. And I, I like the uh, interactions with, um, Franklin and, uh, Kate, you know, it's just, uh, it was just a like fun way to kind of show this is like a higher stakes thing while also showing, how I read it, some tension because, uh, you know, they are already kind of showing up in, like in their costumes rather than uh, some fancy outfits. But I would like to have seen Captain America in like a fancy gala outfit. That would have
0: been cool. <laughs> right. so what do you think specifically about that comment from Kate to... Uh- to Franklin Richards, everything works out in the end, bub. Is that just I mean, Kate saying that in the story or is that the X-Men writer saying that to the Fantastic Four editorial? That
2: room? is Jerry <laughs> yes. Duggan talking yeah. to Dan Slott saying, yeah. Oh, we don't say <laughs> that we that. will. We, we will take him back. Like yeah. soon he will return, which
1: I thought it was um, nice. That's, that was that's, how, that's how it will end. Like, you know, I mean, what's his name? David Heller, like Legion will wave his hand and he will be back as a mutant again, sure.
3: Yeah. How
1: do you uh, well, it
3: doesn't have to be David Harlow because he... he. Okay, I mean, he's not a mutant. And who told right. him that in That's Fantastic Four?
0: Him. His dad.
2: Xavier.
3: Xavier? Xavier.
0: Xavier? Yeah. I, said, I don't know.
2: I've blocked it out. Z- Xavier, I saw on
3: Twitter. <laughs> Xavier came up as a holographic projection and said uh. that, oh, you're no longer welcome to Onkara because we have determined that you're not a mutant. Right, and then with this Kate command, it actually lead me to think that was was it Slot who wrecked on Franklin, or is this a Hickman plan all along, because he doesn't want, um, I mean they got what they want from Franklin when he visited Krakoa for a short period of time, mm-hmm. which is probably his DNA, and then after that they do not want Fantastic Four to know what is going on on Krakoa, and so Xavier basically. Cut it off.
0: And then all they have to do is kill Franklin whenever they have need of him and resurrect him. <laughs> and
3: be him. Exactly. Maybe, Mag- maybe
0: Magneto kills Franklin and that's why he's on trial. Uh, Tyler, is there mm. anything else you would like to highlight from the greetings and salutations before we get to the entertainment?
3: Oh, I, I, I love the interaction. Between Reed and Xavier, <laughs> basically, Reed is like, blah, blah. but we all <laughs> we we can all replace that with whatever. Um, you know, he said to Xavier because you know we we I mean Xavier and Matty though make sure he knew what they did to him. So yes. this is him coming back and say, you know, um, f you.
0: <laughs> I enjoy that it's like an Illuminati slap fight. Like, yeah. you know, for those of us who are big X-Men fans, we're like, Reed Richards. What is he going to say to yeah. Xavier that Xavier would care about? But then, you know, Fantastic Four fans are like, pfft, Reed can fix anything. Xavier's like, <laughs> It's kind of like whoever you tend to side with on that Illuminati, yeah. whether that's them or or Namor or Tony mm-hmm. Stark. You tend to be like, well, none of the other men can stand up to them. To which to which I usually go, pfft, men. Yeah. Uh, so... All right, we're going to move out of the greetings. No, before that, oh. I just
3: want to say that, like, it is really petty of Xavier to take it out on, on Franklin because over here, you know, after Reed Re- says something to Xavier, he, he basically, you know, backhanded slap um Franklin by saying that, oh, it's always nice to see our human friends, friends. especially <laughs> you. And I'm like, what the hell?
1: That like, was, what? yeah.
3: Yeah, right, Faria? Hmm,
1: that was not good.
3: Mm-hmm. no, so no. The,
1: see that's what i'm saying like every one of this is like mm-mm. none of you learned anything none of you grew you all should die just just end this <laughs> well end this that's the
3: thing we've i think that's the thing with xavier and magneto oh i mean mm-hmm. magneto we don't know but that's the thing yeah. with xavier and you know we, we'll we'll talk about the other character in another book later on
0: Well, now let's move on to the opening speech, the entertainment and and into the mingling. So Emma says something in her opening speech that it's a night about building a bridge into the future together. I thought that was interesting because she even offers a toast later to bringing the world together, but it does not feel like whatever happened in the fireworks brought the mm-hmm. world together. So it almost makes me wonder if Emma even knew what she would be mm-hmm. revealing fully, or if someone else uh, stole her thunder. As Emma was also surprised by some other things happening into this issue, but there's also some entertainment before the mingling, and you can all we'll go around a couple times and kind of pick a topic each. The entertainment was rhapsody, always fun to see an obscure mutant come back doing a uh, one woman string solo, one woman. One one string solo shared as a psychic orchestra, because nothing says mutant supremacy like a string solo. Let's start with Harry. Harry, in the entertainment and mingling section of the evening, what was the thing that you think is the most worth commenting on?
2: Uh, well, I gotta pick one, huh? If I have, well, to we can pick go. The- we'll go around. We'll
0: go around a couple times.
2: I I just really, you know, I'm an easy mark, and I just love that there was a panel with Captain America, Dr. Doom, and Run the Jewels all just talking. <laughs> and it's seeming like they're putting their money down on Dr. Doom to beat up Captain America, which is, or is elder abuse the other way? I wasn't sure. I don't know. No, Captain America's definitely the she elder. Knows. It's the older. Yeah. yeah, yeah so for yeah, listeners who,
0: who don't know, or at least did not know them on site, because a lot of people don't know necessarily what they look like, uh, mm-hmm. who are Run the Jewels?
2: They are a really good uh, hip-hop group uh, duo that is uh, kind of nerd-influenced, and they kind of got a lot of kind of background in that, early influences. And um, I didn't expect to see them here.
3: <laughs> I now, admit I've, I have no idea who they are, but so I kind of... Thought that they are like, oh, there must be some celebrities, but uh, yes. I don't recognize them.
1: So Round the Jewels, if you are a com- uh, like a comic book fan, they also mm-hmm. did the soundtrack for the Black Panther trailer. Yep. Like you know, the one that is like re- revolution is not. Uh, legend
2: like, has not, it, yeah.
1: yeah. Legend has it, yes. Legend mm-hmm. has it that comes from there. But also Killer Mike, the black artist, um, yeah. on the, of the duo. He is also very active in voter rights, um, yeah. thing and have done a very a lot of in great Georgia. work in Georgia. So yeah. you should actually check out his, um, hope, like you know,
2: his I'm go- work. Gonna be honest though, I always forget the other guy's name, so I was like, What the jewels? <laughs> I yeah, always he, forget the he, other guy's Killer name.
1: Killer Mike is typically the face of it, yeah, most of yeah. the time, but yeah, but Le- legend has it that song is
2: oh, yeah, nuts. like uh, you know. uh, they have a great song called um Thursday in the Danger Room, which is obviously a nod, uh, which is fun. Uh-huh. So, anyway, go listen to them, they're great,
0: Tyler. <laughs> yes. Good thing we have these young people to keep us hip, so yeah. <laughs> totally expire i will say i mean this is sorry to jump in on the round here but it's a hot topic of discussion on twitter that the uh the celebrities that marvel got the likeness rights to to put in the comic other than run the jewels are pretty lame like they're they're yeah. like they're <laughs> like people that 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 old people who don't read X-Men comics would care about not even the, not even people that old people that do read X-Men comics would care about <laughs> well, uh, and it's kind of funny like looking at who reads and sees themselves in X-Men and it's kind of like ooh Conan O'Brien <laughs> you know? well, Pat he's and got and a very popular Yeah
2: Conan O'Brien was there, <laughs> when, I, yeah, yeah, was there. when I saw Pat I was like well obviously
1: who else was there like I I didn't I because I knew the Rapino
0: and Seth Myers and
3: Science.
0: yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> It's
3: kind of a weird grouping, just, but yeah. right. it's, it's, it's just random. Yeah, yeah. tell us yeah.
0: about tell us about an entertainment and mingling. What stuck out to you here?
1: So the one that I kind of liked and it made me like, Ooh, like, um, with the one between, um, oh my god, what's his name? Everybody forgets his name all the time. The uh, Sean, Sean Cassidy. What's his code name? Uh-huh. Banshee. Banshee. Yeah. Banshee and, uh, and uh, Emma's. Emma. Interaction. Emma had
0: two invites for Banshee. Yes. Emma had mm. two
1: invites for Banshee. And the thing is, the reason it kind of stuck out to me again, because it's like Banshee is ex boyfriend of
4: Moira McCarthy. Moira Yeah. So,
1: so it's like, so that's one of the reasons I'm like, why is she trying to put all the people who are Moira connected? In her, She's
2: she's doing something. Okay, now I'm sold on this. Yes, so
1: the thing is like, it's kind of like, got like, kind of more got me into that. Like, you know, I was like, Ooh, um, and then also, um, there was another one, but I think I will go with that for the second round.
0: All right. Second round. Tyler, what's the first thing you want to pull out from entertainment and mingling?
3: Actually, this part is something which I kind of like, um, okay. It's okay. (laughs) There's, um, I mean, it's fun to spot all these um celebrities um this this imaginary thing with the music is something which i kind of don't understand so so it kind of fell a little bit flat for me in terms of like the scene the well, entertainment
0: maybe i will go next because yeah. that is the first thing that i'm going to pull out so i i can speak to that go ahead <laughs> uh I thought it was dumb at first. I'm like, oh, psychic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then the way they executed it and the reactions they got from the crowd and the thing with the butterflies, I actually got a little emotional. It was the reason I can't Mm. fully hate this issue, because Mm. you don't it's this idea, you know, that mutants have something special, something unattainable. But maybe even reflected in this human guest list that they put together is bringing together some remarkable people that also have something that's seen as unattainable. I would have liked to see Serena Williams or or uh, <laughs> Simone Biles if we're talking about people who are superhuman in the real world, but you know, mm-hmm. you can get the likeness rights to everybody. I don't know that Seth Myers is necessarily an unattainable uh, hu- human form, <laughs> although I do love Seth Myers. Uh, and so, you know, to take somebody who's a virtuosic instrument player, which I certainly am not on any instrument that I play, and you, you look at them and you're like, wow, like what must it take? take all that practice and everything and i am real. i really marvel at the idea of somebody who can play in an orchestra something really complex and i do love listening to classical music and i just marvel at like that's one take that is a person who can get through this 5 10 20 minute long movement especially mm-hmm. you know if they're the principal soloist or if it's a piano piece and not make any actual mistake that blows my mind i'm not that person even though i've done acting and performance i don't i don't understand Perfection on that level, it blows my mind. So to take that person, to put them on display, and to then give everyone the experience of that, but not Mm -hmm. just the experience, but kind of make the experience kaleidoscopic so that everybody gets a piece. It's as though Gene is almost conducting and she's making it so she's taking this one note and expanding it into a whole movement, shifting it, having it harmonize, having it play counterpoint, and giving everybody a place to hold inside of that orchestra. So imagine seeing the most powerful piece of music you've ever seen, whether that's classical music, whether that's you know John Williams' Star Wars theme, which is classical music, or whether that's Run the Jewels, and being not only hearing a virtuosic performance of it, but being invited inside of a virtuosic performance of it, mm-hmm. I think... It, if there's anything I could have ever experienced in an X-Men comic, this is the thing that makes me wish the most I lived in the Marvel Universe. It, it made me very emotional. And it also, so that scene I...
2: ends, yeah. Well, that scene ends with such a, you know, it's it's an, it's an easy move. It's such a nice cap, just her saying, I was going to say it was like astonishing, which is just such a term that's basically owned. Astonish them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's owned by Kate and Emma Frost at this point to me. So like, <laughs> it makes sense that it would be in this book. But it felt like it made made sense in like a great way. Like It, just, it felt right. Yeah, Priya, so, what were you going to say?
1: No, I mean, my counterpoint to that is, isn't it kind of like m- not asking people permission and enter their head? Something that people are so scared about of mutant and then showing that we can do it without. It was
2: in the invitation. They knew what they were getting.
1: I mean, <laughs> like, well, I
0: some just... of them didn't let the butterfly land, right? Yeah.
1: Like, I heard, yeah Doom was like, that... yeah, Doom's because, not I, into I, it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... Doom
0: I mean, is not I mean, a ruse for butterflies! But
1: I, think, I think it would have been nicer if they actually said, like, you know, if Emma actually said, those of you who want to take partake in this, mm. allow the butterfly to land on you. To me, this is where it's failing again and again because the thing is, the whole gala is supposed to be about human and mutant getting, like, you know... Building a bridge. Taking a step... For, yeah, building a bridge, but the thing they actually destroyed it again. And the thing is, like, I'm I'm okay. Like that, the one guy who was talking about like you know having psychic, like, oh, it's better at this than the psychic thing. He was proven right. Like you know, he was proven right that they can do this at any given point. I, I don't know. I, if mm-hmm. I were there, I would be like. Like, you know, didn't ask me that. You didn't tell me this is what's going to happen. I wouldn't be hip with it. Jessica Jones wouldn't be hip with it if she was there. She doesn't like and it I also thought controls. I was curious
0: that Jean was, like, complicit. Of all the people, like, I know Jean yeah. and Emma are, like, pals now. But it, it, especially psychic butterflies, like, where the heck is Betsy? Like, that's not Jean's power. <laughs> yeah.
2: I do yeah. not to make it trivial again, but I do love the, uh, the five and ones kind of group costume. I think their outfit, I think it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty good performance. But I, I
1: mean, the whole scene would have taken a completely different meaning for me. If there was one panel, was like, if you want to be part of this, allow it. And then everyone is like, Oh, what is this? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put, put put one butterfly on me, like, you know, because I don't want to be, I, like, because I don't want to miss out. Like, that would have made it so much more juicier because it's like, yeah, these people, even though they don't like Mutant, they don't want to be left out by Mutant
4: either. Mm. Like,
1: you know, so I was like, my right there. Why am I not the editor of these comics? But anyway. Sorry. Well, we're well, gonna go around an- another
0: yeah. time here, and there's many things nobody's mentioned yet. We, we, there's more about the Cap and Doom conversation. There's some Shiar stuff that that continues. There's diplomats. There's Hellfire kids. There's uh, Guardian from Alpha Flight. Oh, there's so we're going all the way.
3: Go, going all the way there. Well, Sorry. I mean, it's
0: all mingling, really. So, so, Harry, what is or Tyler, you're you're excited? Yeah, what are you want the since you took a pass in the first round.
3: Well, I mean the <laughs> the thing that that made me laugh. Was the oh he's thinking about his mom? <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, that
1: mine.
3: oh, that was yours.
1: Yes.
3: Well, I'll <laughs> duke it out, folks. Okay, I'll let you have it. <laughs>
1: like you no, know, uh, I mean the whole thing. I mean that was like you know i channeling. Her inner Faria in here, like thirst for Captain America, even though he's not necessarily the best, like, you know, <laughs> like, he's like, you know, it's like, ah, but I love him. I don't know why, you know, oh. so obviously there was it's because like she's into Scots. It makes sense. She has a type like, you know, so mm-hmm. she will. And as Captain like Steve Rogers is like the non mutant <laughs> Scott Summers, in Scott a lot Summer. of ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then sure. he has the same stubbornness, and then the same like you know the look and thing. But the thing is, where she messed up is by calling him Stephen because only <laughs> his mom called him called him <laughs> Stephen. Yeah. So and then he Rookie said mistake. that, and then obviously it was like you know, and I'm pretty sure the whole time because we know Steve Rogers, like yes, ma'am, mm-hmm. like ma'am,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: yes, like you know, is that so he doesn't look
0: at her breasts? Yeah, is that like, like, your exactly. Hand is there? Exactly. Exactly. Is that a it's like, like, if I'm yeah. at a party and I don't want to look at somebody's breasts, <laughs> yeah just it like, from my hands like,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, yes, ma'am, mutants, Yes, mutant humans. We need to work together, ma'am. Like you know, and it's like, yes, Stephen. And then she ruined it. Like you know, there was a. There was something, and then she ruined it. And I was like, "Oh, this is like you know, it's like yeah, no one can forget, overcome the charm, the old school charm he just brings. He just, he just has it, you know." I was happy to see that Emma's not even like Emma's also susceptible to that. I'm like, yeah, it makes me feel better
0: if she just I'm walked up the that. riding crop and says, "Do you like to be ridden?" That you know, that's a completely <laughs> different. <about> <laughs> Callback.
1: <laughs> oh, you That's know that. podcast
0: listeners that like, okay. you, know,
1: you know that Mr. Rogers will be in, I was say yes, in, 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 the for to make the human and mutant work together, we must discuss this. Like, you know, in private. Like, yes, ma'am. And that kind of is yes, his type. Like, yes, he really mom, does ma'am. go
0: for, like, powerful oh, yeah. blonde women who, yeah, mm-hmm. who can dominate him. Uh, and... Yeah, so I don't know, ha- Tyler, anything else you want to pull out since you took a buy and then also <laughs> gave someone else your draft pick? Is there a third <laughs> one you want to
3: pull out? Well, I mean, um, yeah, I kind of... It's just one panel, but I thought it was a pretty strange panel. Um, and that has to do with James Hudson, with Carl and Northstar. Mm, yeah. Because um, there was something about Carl not remembering a conversation that they just had. And oh,
2: that. I read that. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I so my read was because I, I had the same issue where I didn't totally yeah. understand it. My read was when he says these uniforms have been can be hell on marriage, and then he was like, Oh, how's your, you know, how's your, how's your wife? And he's like, He just told you by saying. It can be yeah. hell on marriage. That uh, hell on your hell on marriage. Oh, right. you know, so, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I had the same issue. I had like reread it a couple times. Yeah, I had I like, read it. I had this? that exact. Reaction. Yeah, yeah. So, got oh, it. Hold on. What got did, it. What you
1: guys thought before that? Because that's that's what I thought at the very beginning. So I thought it was
2: thought. like halfway through a conversation where he had like already told him. And just Kyle was being like kind of ditzy and didn't realize. Yeah. Or
0: Kyle up. was being impersonated because he's a human and and had to, you know, like I, oh. for a minute, I was like, is it Mystique? Why would he not remember? Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're saying, yeah. like you know, based on the last, like their wedding or whatever, they already know yeah. that James and Heather are, are Got
3: together. It. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, um, then that that actually makes a lot more sense. Um, <laughs> and um, I mean, um, you guys can have another go around.
2: <laughs> I liked, um, you know, I think, I, you know, for better or worse, this issue is definitely trying to like encaps- encapsulate the entire kind of nights and giving you the big moments. But like, I do like that it managed to keep a little bit of like some attention on the actual Marauders of this book called the Marauders. And I like that they're the dirtbags gambling in the corner. I think that kind of fits pretty well. And it just felt it's like a fun little moment. Um, it's gambling time is a little corny, but like it's comics. Corny cool. So like I enjoyed that. And also they get a shout out later by Emma Frost.
1: Um, Freya, one final other... thing for you. Yeah. The one thing about that, uh, that one of the the kids that we hate. Varendike, yeah.
0: The Hellfire, will, will, yeah. right? Will. I was. Yeah. Will, uh, will Hamina. Like,
1: yeah. Will so is she one what of the What
0: did the cuckoos do to her? Like, what did they reveal the- to her?
1: So the cuckoos are actually. Do you lab think maids, she's a cuckoo? Right? They're lab mates, right? They're not real mutants.
0: Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, they're, they're like mutants. Lab- they're from. I, they're aren't cloned. they like cloned at the egg level from a single yes. egg of Emma Frost? Yeah. Like and something so like not, that. Like, cloned like, as kids, they duplicated the original cell basically
1: right like you know there is there is a back like you know it's not they were not just you know born from humans or born yeah. from other mutants there's something more to them so and the thing is like the Wilhelm, Wil, oh, wilhelmina is, wilhelmina wilhelmina mina mina uh she actually was drawn to look like them yeah yep. a lot
0: yeah a yep. lot
1: over here so Same i hair. feel like she's probably one of the cuckoos like she's the a six... six six, six? because no? because the thing is there was actually more than five of them before and the, yeah, then the five of the them just pack. survived so yep. the thing is like mm. it's, it's like probably like you know they're just reminding her of that and then yeah like yep. with all the nurse wretched like, yeah. So. <laughs> well, I thought that was also
0: interesting because, like, it's the only Hellfire Kids Club kids thing that we really get in this issue. And they, there was yeah. a lot of buildup. They're going to the gala. They got an invite to the gala. Maybe it's going to come out in one of the other issues. But Marauders is the natural home base for that. Like, if they're a lot in one. I guess maybe it could also be X-Core where they really are because it's like a a business concern Uh, and X-Core has no other plot to play with really because they've only had one issue but it did feel a little weird to me to just have this be the only page with them after a lot of build up.
3: Well I mean I kind of like that it's the only page with them. Yeah we don't like them but I mean at least
0: pay off after making a Yeah, I feel like
3: this book had a ton of them. It's a good payoff though.
2: Different complaints.
3: I mean if it turns out that you know this is she's a mutant then um, I mean I, I mean I feel like at least well it doesn't really pay off me suffering through them and all <laughs> the those nonsense yeah. yeah but at least it's going somewhere you know you know what I mean yeah.
0: Well, we covered just about all the interactions here. We are we purposely putting off talking about the Shi'ar interaction because we'll have a little bit more to say about that in X-Force. The only other thing I would bring up, and I think you all make great points, is there's a really interesting moment where everybody makes their toast with Emma in the kitchen, and uh, it, it's mostly the cast of Marauders. But, and Jumbo mm-hmm. Carnation and her, her chef. But then there's these two people in gold standing next to her with this white hair, which originally yeah. reads to me as Fenris. But Fenris is yeah. also usually a little bit more blonde. And also like, wouldn't mm-hmm. she have figured out how to get rid of them by now? So I was really confused. I was talking to some internet folks and folks on the, uh, Comics XF Discord and everybody thinks mm-hmm. it, it probably is meant to be Fenris, but I was just really confused by that. But yeah. I also really enjoy whenever Emma kind of assembles her Avengers here, especially when mm-hmm. it's ones sh- that aren't necessarily her team and uh, i liked it in the last issue that they're all at dinner together i like it here i think there's not a lot enough of these moments in the book and mm-hmm. especially with yet another issue where you know pyro and and bishop and iceman are pretty much just decor for yep. the emma frost show it's nice to actually show that they're part of her plan would have i liked to see a little bit more of them do something other than play gut dice which i don't even buy for a few of them were playing dice i maybe it. <laughs> but uh but it was mm-hmm. still a cute moment and, and i like them being used yep. in the book so folks that is all we have to say about this Issue Marauders number twenty one. Yeah. Oh Peter. no! Tyler has a no, final word. No,
3: just just one sentence. Um, it is the, it is Fenris because Fenris are the Black Knights.
0: Well, the, mm. well, their hair is wrong, and they should be wearing <laughs> yes. some black on their
3: costume. Exactly, <laughs> the <laughs> hair is right. The hair is wrong, and they are for some reason in white, which I thought is kind of significant.
0: Everybody else be- is color coded. Come on, people, no, not really. With- Frost yes, is are. not.
3: Christian Who? Frost is not.
0: Well, he's in black and white.
3: Isn't he? Yeah, but he's mostly black.
0: Yeah, but he's like black, but he's also I don't know. So is Shinobi Shaw?
3: Yeah, but Shinobi Shaw is supposed to be black. Um, You know, he's a black bishop, isn't it?
0: But isn't that kind of a comment that Shinobi Shaw and Christian are kind of like? Playing across much in the way that a bishop does, that they're like not exclusively under the sway of Shaw or Emma. Like, that's why I thought the colors were so important, which is why mm. I was so confused about Thunderous wearing gold. Cause I was just like, what does that mean?
3: No, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Because I was confused too. Because I was like, wait, why do they have white hair? Exactly. But, um, but that's the only logical reason, um, to have the two of them there because, um, I mean, because they are—they have been shown to be part of Hellfire Trading Company. Um, they appears in like two different issues. One is in Marauders Eight, and one is in Marauders Seventeen, um, and that's the extent of their appearance in this in 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 Marauders.
0: They have, I mean, we've seen them elsewhere too. Also, notice that uh, Andrea Strucker has stolen Emma Frost's Phoenix Five boots. There, X Force Number Twenty. Just react. Don't get too far into plot. Starting with Tyler.
3: Um, I mean I, I like this issue. It continues the theme or repeat a theme that has been ongoing in Xbox. Um, but you know, I mean it is quite fun. And um I think Percy writes a pretty good angry Emma. Um 3.75 smirk out of five.
0: <laughs> Harry?
2: Between Kassara being back and doing some just phenomenal art and uh, just taking Beast to just a completely different level of jerk, like, this got me more invested in this story than I expected to. And also, it looks like this book actually has some actual conflict for the gala which i don't think will be a big focus but it's nice to see a little bit on the margins i think this does everything it wants to do fairly solidly which uh, we don't always get so i was pleased i'll give it a 3.75 also
1: fariha um this was like my second favorite appetizer kind of the way I look at it, um, it's, um, it has like a lot of things that I really liked, especially the way the beast is going. I was like, that was like a pure chef's kiss. Um, mm-hmm. And then the fact that Emma is like, you know, at the end of the day, this is Emma's show. And so she is showing up everywhere. And I'm glad that she had something to do in this issue as well. Um, and then Casara is back. And then we get that one page of like so many different interaction going on. That was like amazing. Um, so I mean, overall, I was very um, satisfied to see what uh, the chef is going to bring me for main my main course.
0: Hmm. Mm. I just could not get excited about this issue. It just it didn't really feel ex-forcey to me. That's why my opening comment was. Like the choir stuff was good, even if it was kind of all fluff. I I liked that we went back into the Terra Verde stuff and got Emma involved because I liked that everybody's kind of starting to put their foot down in X Force's mm. business a little bit. But um, like the Shiar Logic Diamonds thing kind of felt like it was more of a Marauders plot. Is it going to play out in in X Force here? And then the Deadpool stuff—it's like who cares? Like just I actually really like Deadpool, <laughs> but like just let yeah. that happen in Wolverine. I don't think we needed like a whole tee up to the fight here. So I I really left just thinking like it feels like there's so much more to x-force there's so much more to these characters and it it just didn't really feel like percy had anything to say about the hellfire gal and Mm. he kind of took like a bye week which is a shame because when you have kasara on art who's a valuable resource and does draw this really well like do something i just i'm really starting to i'm kind of getting to be a little bit over benjamin percy's take on on krakoa and things that matter at krakoa and it's it's hard for me to separate that um, from my reaction to the book. I just don't know if I'm interested. Fair. Well, folks, we're going to go through this more or less sequentially. And it starts out mm-hmm. with a scene that was teased in Marauders, which we get more fully here, which is Quentin Quire, the doorman. As he's letting people in, he's doing a brief psychic scan. He almost spills that... Spo- oh, see, there are going to be spoilers for other books. He almost spills that Captain <laughs> Marvel is sleeping with a certain someone, but he, then he doesn't. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> Iron Man skews a flower to fly in directly and won't let Quire fondle his brain. <laughs> Any thoughts on this scene, Tyler?
3: I mean I just thought it was it was really um funny, but um ultimately I'm not an Iron Man fan, so I kind of like that he's being played off as this smug um, you know, yeah um person here. Um so you know, I'm 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 all for it. Um, you know. And I mean, I also kind of like the little bit of like um Put down that uh, I meant Tony gave uh choir. He's like, oh, you think you're this big genius? Um, you have not even graduated elementary school. For, um, <laughs> for me, you know, and then choir just shut back, and Kasara basically um draw it in as in like, oh, I'm I'm only spending one percent of my brain power on you. I have been scanning everyone who <laughs> who walked by. So I thought that was that was a pretty good sequence,
2: Harry. I like seeing Kassara draw other superheroes. I think he has a great Iron Man. I think it's very segmented and kind of bulky while still looking cool. I, I just think it's a great design. And um, I didn't expect Quentin Quire to drop a reference to Axis of all things in this. And he's talking about how Tony's got his uh, side dampeners more powerful than what he used against the Red Skull. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought it was from. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, I mean right. they're co- yeah, yeah, their conflict is fine. I mean, you know, it's just two dinguses squaring off against each other. <laughs> and uh, th- this is just, for me, I just like, like oh, just, yes, the art, we're back. We're, we're in this. And even if, you know, it's not the most substantive story beyond the beast stuff, just, just looking at these pages is a joy. Like, they're yeah. amazing.
0: Freya, any thoughts on this opening scene at the psychic velvet rope?
1: I hate Iron Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> his book's really great right now it's actually i think it yes. has overtaken all of the x books uh to be my favorite marvel comic book at the moment neck oh, and neck really? with the iron fist series good. that just wrapped up it's this week really that's amazing but iron really man is like just, yeah okay. okay well
1: that's good because i'm still waiting for that one book that will change me about iron man Mar- well, Mar- marvel cinematic universe tries to do it i'm not buying it i don't i opinions
0: are actually very split I've seen some people who really don't like it but it's just I think Mm -hmm. Cantwell um, you know writes these these it's a different kind of of
2: arrogant yeah it's a different kind of arrogant Mm. Tony Stark than what we usually see and it's a bit more like introspective while still being like completely full of himself just just like but in a different way it's cool
0: yeah, maybe, maybe Harry and I will do an episode about it, I guess. Yeah, we'll so, get that going. <laughs> yeah, alright. So, uh, so now we get a scene again continued from Marauders here. So this, this first one almost made it seem like each issue was going to continue one scene sequentially from the prior issue. Yeah. And then Hellions kind mm-hmm. of shatters that illusion. Wolverine is, is on the docks. He's, he's the, sh- the, the physical mm-hmm. guard at the shore. And it turns out that the Shiar have arrived with a whole case of Shi'ar logic diamonds, which takes Emma quite by surprise in Marauders, and she sends Christian Frost to bring it to their ship to take it to the Krakoan cradles. Any thoughts from anybody in the gang about these Shi'ar logic diamonds?
3: I'm gonna get on my same, <laughs> same box of like, editors, please do your job better. Here. Why did
0: they not do their job well? Yeah. Because
3: okay, I mean, for me, I mean, okay, let's preface it. This is a minor thing, but it sort of bugs me because I'm like, oh wait, you know, did did this happen when the guests are arriving, or did this happen after the concert, the telepathic concert? Because in Marauders it's shown as is after. Yeah. And then over here is it is sort of like cut directly because of the beast's command um, that the guests are arriving, including the Shira with the crystals. That's number one. Number two, which is not a super big offense because we can write it off as Wolverine not knowing which ship is, sh- is which, that ship is not Marauders. That ship is Mercury, which we have seen in the previous um, Marauders, in Marauders number two, um, Nineteen or, or number twenty, where the marauders came on Emma's boat, right? To to the island, or did they come on marauders? I, I could not possibly tell you. You are the keeper. Yeah, of the yeah. I'm you just you what are what
1: the, the only one who cares. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I know. I mean, I mean, we could we can play it. I mean, I could have got it wrong that you know they they were on marauders because it was. It was Lockheed who was, like, driving it. But that ship definitely does not look like Marauders. That ship looks like um, Mercury.
0: Well, and I think the, the other thing is like these moments are the things that take you out. Like if you're not sure about the name of the ship or the designs aren't passed around the office or whatever, yeah. just don't name it. Like, yeah, if, don't name if, it. Yeah. And if you're yeah. going to do time box captions, because this is explicitly said to start at 740. And to Tyler's point, it transitions directly from Sage and Beast being like, let Tony in to them passing to Wolverine, who's at the dock in, in the same page. So you don't get any moment to feel like time has passed. But in Marauders, a lot of time has passed between those two scenes. Um, Um, And they probably are like at least 30 minutes away. So it's just like, if you're going to do that, maybe don't put the explicit time on the pages. It's just these little things. It's not that it makes a comic book bad, but when you're like head into the book, fully, fully immersed in the book. These mm-hmm. are those little moments that make you kind of trip and it fall just out. just you out. It's like when you're falling yeah, asleep and you're like almost having a dream <laughs> and your brain is like taking over the narrative a little and then you hear something in your room or your cat nudges you or something and you're like, oh, I was almost dreaming. It's it's kind of like that, well,
2: you know? Well, the time boxes just feel like something just including them that just invites oppor- just opportunities for things to go <laughs> wrong. I, mean, yeah. I just feel like you could have just not done it. Uh, yeah, I mean... You know, logic crystals, I'm sorry to go back to the art, but, um, when they are delivering the logic crystals, I just love that Kasar includes a, uh, a little pelican on the dock. That's just like the extra thing that shows that he cares in like one little <laughs> panel. And I, love I always it. think
0: I like, how do it. artists think of that? How do they like look at the page yeah. and they're like, well, I drew the dock and I drew the boat and I drew the logic crystals and like, and, and then they're like, mm-hmm. but it needs a pelican. That's that <laughs> artist brain that I don't
2: have. Where's the pelican? Um. <laughs> <Where's the
1: pelican? laughs> So one thing I wanted to bring up about this, because in Marauders, uh, Emma didn't know about this transaction because no, this one sheer no. b- person came out to be like, "Hey, we brought this," and is like, "Oh, go and yeah. figure it out." But the thing is, like, didn't that sheer person said that Emma requested it, and he Emma did. didn't? Yes. Did? Yeah. Did. So that so to it? me, yeah, exactly. So who requested it? Something like,
3: who? going on? No,
1: but uh-huh. uh, okay. Why? I so. that because
3: happen. because. Because my theory, I mean, not theory, but my read is that Christian is basically um, betraying Emma. Okay. So, because he I was involved in taking out Kate. So I think he might be working with um, Sebastian That Shaw. was my
0: whole point about the whole black and white thing for both Christian and Shaw. Like, they're both kind of working for the other...
3: Part. Yeah, Shinobi mm. Shaw is kind of working for Emma, and then I think Christian is kind of working for Shaw. Yeah.
1: So, so the question is, what is Logic Crystal? What on earth is this?
3: Mm. I think. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Peter, Harry, or sure. the internet. Um, <laughs> I believe this is you gotta something you got to be careful that, when you ask the internet to correct you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, I, I believe this is this is a concept that was created by... Hick, um, that is thought up by Hickman um, to do the... So basically, they, they, the cerebral has to store the memory somewhere. And they sort of um, make use of these logic crystals as memories. Oh, right. Yeah, don't so, take those. They could be tampered.
0: So... Well, in- it goes back to the forge scene and I think, Powers of X... Four, where Forge is wearing the mm. wrong costume and they admitted it later, yeah. I just wrote mistakes that um, <laughs> Forge is like, it would take a lot of memory and Xavier's like, what if I had mm. Shiar memory? Yeah. yeah. So
1: in that case, because I'm glad you brought that up because to that point, I was thinking, is it Mystique who ordered them? Mm.
3: Because mm, Emma didn't... Emma.
1: Yeah. Because it's like, you ordered it. So who is one person who can be Emma and then it's like so mis- did Mystique order this.
3: And then and then M- Mystique is now Christian and delivering it to Sinister so that he can <gasps>
1: Exactly. I mean that's Ooh, what I'm saying. Girl. Like because that's what I I'm, I'm just saying that it's just like, you know, Mystique is just there. You know, she's oh, but just But Wolverine
3: would have would have Caught the scent.
1: No, can't she sometimes disguise herself? Yeah, she, there's yeah, there are times. She can also, yeah.
3: Yeah. Maybe
1: maybe this is the because she has been caught before by Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Now she knows that hey, because last time Wolverine, like, ah, I'm just, gonna stay, da- I, I'm just yeah, gonna, I'm, gonna stay down. Yeah, I can smell you. It's like you know. So that's why. <laughs> oh, sorry, I can smell you. <laughs> I can smell you. That's Wolverine's
2: <laughs> voice from now on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that Wolverine has a little girl voice? in my head, yeah. um, because he's trying no, to expand uh, anyway.
0: upon this.
2: So
1: no,
0: we'll no, the no, saying no. I can smell you, what would that sound like in your head?
1: Like, I can smell you. <laughs> I always do. Yeah, it was un- very nice.
3: You're, <laughs> you're, going give, you're going to give Percy an aneurysm when he hears that. <laughs>
1: here's the thing i really like in my like you know since i heard richard Armitage as wolverine in the podcast Mm -hmm. by percy Mm -hmm. that has become my voice just the way kevin conroy is batman voice forever but before that it was like because i'm a girl so i read in like girl voices for everyone (laughs) and then it was like it was hilarious for Wolverine. but anyway that's why I was thinking that it's like because when they said that it's M, you ordered it and Emma's like oh, I didn't order like I'm like mystic.
3: Something's
2: up. That's she is hacked.
1: I think it's
3: see? that's one... why it's a red issue.
0: No. <laughs> yeah, but the scene actually happened here. Uh, so I think I think it could be one of three things, and I think we've highlighted yeah. them right. First, it could be psychic impersonation. So it mm-hmm. could be Christian or Xavier or somebody, but then why would they be impersonating Emma, right? Like yeah. Emma doesn't have a relationship mm-hmm. with the Shi'ar, really, right? Has Emma ever mm-hmm. interacted with the Shi'ar? I'm struggling to think, right? So that's one. Yeah. Um, Two is it's Mystique or somebody else that can mi- take the appearance of Emma even or even temporarily clone Emma or something that appears to be Emma, sinister. And then the third one <laughs> is like, is it some kind of brand sword thing? You know, like I'm trying to think they they don't have like straight up and they don't have an illusionist, but then there is mastermind, but he's with sinister. So I think the three Mm -hmm. categories is like psychics, the sinister and or mystique Alliance. And then maybe something related to sword. Cause like, doesn't it kind of feel like one of these brand has a plan things and it's a space thing and the (laughs) Shi'ar invited in. So it kind of just feels like it's going to be one of the three and I'm interested to see
3: how it turns out. Mm.
1: But Brand is not someone who would hide that. Like, no, she would be like, not. oh, she's
3: usually, you know, she would be like, yeah. She would just walk in and say, that, oh, I ordered this. Not yeah, Emma. Or, like, you know, he <laughs>
1: should, like, she would go to, like, the shear would be like, oh, uh, your commander and Brand ordered it. And then Emma's like, our commander? What what are you talking
0: about? Like, I guess it's interesting to me because like what if Brand is like somehow trying to put one over on Beast since they used to have a relationship and like she doesn't bend, and like that's why it's an X Force and it didn't just play out in Marauders. Like, why would you play this scene here other than it just being on the docks? It seems like there's gotta be a reason that you want the X Force reader to be like, oh, the diamonds, r- unless it's just gonna yeah. play out again across every issue. So hey, turns out that it's one of the things from Marauders that is the most interesting yes. about X-Force. So the <laughs> okay. other most interesting thing possibly that happens in this issue mm. is what I'm calling um, the diplomatic shell game, although I'm sure somebody could think of a more clever thing that involves plants and plant life, because uh, this brings back a plot that really goes back to the first arc of X Force, which is this the issue of Terra Verde and that you know they had these Floronics and that Beast thinks he's kind of tamed it and that he's not only made them docile but he's also able to use it to just create this listening post. Uh, you know, Batman does it with cell phones in the movies. Beast does it with cuttings of plants. And that he's going to be able to observe what all of these ambassadors are doing. It's referred to as Beast's Banana Republic. And he gets a data page where he thinks of himself as an omniscient celestial figure. And people who mistrust him are stupid and illogical. <laughs>
2: Stupid and dumb. stupid uh, and dumb. Is, I
0: mean to be fair, I do talk about other people that way sometimes. <laughs> so I, I do see myself a little bit of beast. but uh, Freya, what did you, you you love Beast getting into mischief here. What did you think about this?
1: Um, I mean the that data page was everything because you know it was like, like comparing himself to God. Like that's that's how far he has gone, you know, because, you know, I I keep thinking about like, oh, my God, you were getting like a massage from like a green haired woman the other day. And now how far you have (laughs) come, you know, so I was kind of thinking about that, like, you know, it's just like he has become so powerful for his own good in his own head and maybe in reality, too, like even with like. And then the thing is like this does not portray Xavier in a good way either because it's like you you told me not to tell no. you and he's like yes <laughs> and then it's like it's just like so much going on and then the thing is I was like let's do this let's let's make X-Force about Beast becoming the villain that he deserved to be I like why not
2: 100 100- I 120% agree. Like, I have been annoyed with Beast throughout this book because he's annoying, but, like, if they're taking it here where he's just, like, full dark, full bad, got his head all the way up his nether regions, like, he (laughs) is just totally just in his god complex mode, like, this felt like, you know, yes, like, this is, like, this is a repetitive thing where Beast feels Mm -hmm. like he's in control, but this is such an escalation (laughs) Of this thing. This feels like like a turning point, which is kind of why I like this issue. Like, yes, like it's it's kind of wheel spinning. It's not the deepest thing X Force has ever done, but this is kind of like taking place in, in an event and pushing its big central plot forward, at least in terms of severity. And I thought it was actually pretty well done. I like am kind of in on the beast thing now. And I I wouldn't just say yeah. that. Like it's been annoying, but this is I like, mean there's
3: it's cool. There is- there is this, um, this saying that Claremont kind of used, um, over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that is Pow- power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. absolutely yeah. And this yeah. is what is, um, you know, happening to this here because basically he has a lot of power. And, um, you take, well, Jean removed herself from the scene. Mm-hmm. So there's no, Want to stop him from doing even more, you know? Yeah, clever stuff. <laughs> if you <laughs> want to put it that way, like because he think he think that he's he's really clever, right? And he's putting down everyone. He's putting down Domino. He is not telling Sage everything. And um, yeah, I mean, this is just gonna bite him back, um, and affects Krakoa too.
1: Um. He- One one thing I want to point out though, like Emma, uh, as she was passing by, she heard picks up the psychic thing that between Beast and Xavier, and then she instantly turns into a diamond form. Like that (laughs) was like I was like that is top notch, like editorial as far as it goes from the art point of view. Like she instantly because like okay something's not going on and you're not gonna hear what I'm what I'm thinking. Yeah, and we need to. But
3: that's the thing, right? Is this is this um I mean it has to be in Percy's script. So as much as oh, yeah. sometimes I give Percy, you know, um um grief for, for doing certain things, like this is this is this is why this is why X-Force was my favorite book when we started on this journey. Remember, okay. we did like, oh, what is your favorite book so far before we started <laughs> recording for X of Swords? <laughs> and, and I said X-Force is, is my favorite book because of, of things like that. Because Percy, when, when he's on the ball and when he pays attention to what is happening, I mean, it is a really good book. But, you know, when he doesn't really do it, like in some issues of Wolverine it kind of, like, just, it's just bad.
2: It really does. Like, the quality of the book just shifts depending on how many uh, word balloons Wolverine has. It definitely <laughs> seems to go that way. <laughs> you know, I I don't
0: know how interested I am in this only because I feel like, I, I just feel like we've done this plot with Beast several times and it's gonna, I know, I, I enjoy that Freya and Harry are enjoying it and hopefully through them I'll be able to enjoy it more because mm-hmm. I kind of get a little jaded. But the thing that I kind of like is that This feels very much in line for what the Hellfire Gala is for, which is bring a bunch of people into one place so that we can all continue manipulating them the the way we want to be manipulating them, which is not necessarily the heroes. I mean, they're trying to, like, Hmm. make a splash and, 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 you know kind of rile up people like Captain America or Dr. Doom or Mr. Fantastic Mm -hmm. or whatever. But I really like the idea of like, yeah, get all the ambassadors in one room together. You know, for Emma's purposes and Marauders, it was like, let's see them make a deal in reaction Mm -hmm. to this because I actually want them to make that deal. Here it's Beast-like, let's get them all in one place where I can observe them and I can kind of infect them all with this listening post. I like that the gala is actually just cover for everybody yeah. to continue all of the manipulative uh, interventionist as we've talked about recently things that they're mm-hmm. all doing. So even though like I'm not like super taken with this plot, I I did kind of tune in there cuz I was like, "Ooh, this is this is the whole point of the Hellfire Gala, mm-hmm. not to have Conan O'Brien be there, but to like do this." <laughs> And Peter, yeah. like, I agree with you
2: that uh, this is definitely, like, something that we've seen a lot with Beast. But, like, at this point, like, if you're just dying in the desert of thirst, any glass of water will do. And, like, I will take any kind of interesting <laughs> plot line if it's, like, done somewhat well with this book, you know?
0: Freya, <laughs> what were you going to add there?
1: No, the, I also wanted to add that the Beast turn for this, I think, started with his meeting with dark beast and his being tortured by him back in like the um, utopia time when he was taken and then he was tortured. I think it was at that point, something broke in him that when I, he was trying to be idealistic and he was trying to be good, it didn't work. And, you know, and pretty much X-Men kind of abandoned him. uh, Mutants X-Men abandoned him. Mm -hmm. And I think since then there's a certain resentment that grew that, you know, I'm going to be like that guy. Like, you know, this other version of myself. This
3: well, and, and, and not like just that. Because when the original five came back in time, um, mm-hmm. Beast, I mean, he's also shown t- to like, willing to go really far to do, to achieve a certain thing. New
2: Avengers. And, and, and that is body. like,
3: yeah, and but, but, but that is like the current Beast. I'm talking about the original okay, yeah. five. Like, so no. even back when he was um, uh, a, a young you know, impressionable uh, person. Um they, they gave him that characteristics. So this totally tracks. Hmm. I,
2: well I think he's th- going to the pit. That's all I last thing I want to <laughs> say about that. I think he's going straight to the pit. Oh well, Saber
3: to love that Daniel. furry pillow. Oh,
0: love um, a furry pillow. Okay I, folks there are not <laughs> 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 a lot of other things happen in this issue. Some of them more worth remark than others. We can have a lightning round, pull out the one or two small things that you think were the most worthy of commenting on in the other parts of X-Force number 20, Harry's got his hand up, so I guess we'll go with Harry first.
2: I'll be quick. Uh, I think Josh Kassar's, uh Emma Frost reminds me a lot of Frank Quietly, uh, kind of in its uh, proportions and kind of design, and I think it's really good. Uh, and that was about all I had to say about that.
3: Anyone else? Mm-hmm. Faria, um, I know you have something good to say.
1: Yeah, I have two. There was one that Storm was storming off, with Mm -hmm. like lightning and everything and uh if you follow black panther and his eye level it's yeah the man was watching his ex walking away like you know and he was appreciating it it looked like that and then (laughs) you think so it felt that way
3: you think it's just appreciating i think that black panther and storm had a confrontation ooh
1: yeah that's what I'm saying. But oh, then you, okay, can okay. Okay. But totally <laughs> you can
3: still like, you know, appreciate it. you can still appreciate it. That's,
4: That's it true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I, you know I, yeah. I... Yeah. It's one of those things. And he was like, mm, I'll let that one go. Mm. Um, and then uh there was like a, also a poor muscle appreciation, you know, and we were talking about it in a week then when we saw that real life tour had a Instagram post yes. that was out there. Right, what a great that tie-in. Really, uh, That's the best
0: Marvel yeah. Media like, they've ever done with the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh my god. Like that was something. And then also um, um was having a dance. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. that was very nice. Yeah, you know? and with then st- Kayla. yeah, and then I don't know what Drop the Strange is doing to uh Victor's uh drink. He's that refilling.
2: He's refilling the drink.
3: Where's <laughs> yeah, that little ball? Know, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh, no, the Mala. same one that he gave. Oh, okay,
3: yeah. Also, if nice. you
1: look, so yeah, so there was like, so that was like you know, very nice stuff. That page, I really like that, that page. Really if page, you look high really up cool in that page.
2: page, you see sinister and what looks like another oh, sinister yes? and Abe Lincoln next to the top hat, like mine.
0: It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> huh. There is a yeah. there
1: is a Abe Lincoln. There.
0: Nothing goes uh, for well like for Abe Lincoln right. people <laughs> when they're in the balcony. <laughs> that, never,
3: that never. Oh no! Very happily.
0: Uh, Tyler, anything you want to pull out from the crowd scene or anywhere else here in the issue?
3: Well, I mean, th- are we going to talk about the Deadpool scene separately? or If that's
0: what you want to talk about.
3: No, I'm I don't right, want to talk about it, but I just laughed out loud when when he said, uh, oh, you're hairy and smelly, and I thought about Faria, because <laughs> that's what Faria says about Uber Eats all the time. <laughs>
0: He also said, "How about kind of- you and me work up a data page about how we fit together?"
1: <laughs> <I know. laughs>
2: yeah, Big spoon
0: that was okay.
1: That was okay. <laughs> that was no, that that really like you know I was just annoyed that I'm like, come on, Jerry Dugan had a comic this week and Deadpool wasn't in that one. Like that was my whole thing. I'm like, no, yeah. no one else can die write Deadpool now. Jerry
3: Dugan. <laughs> No, he, no, he I, I agree. That. I mean, that scene was a little bit. I mean that 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 fourth wall breaking was a little bit weird for me. Um it just Why? sort of like huh? But I that's mean, just sort of that's what Deadpool does. Th- yeah. I know, but it's not I mean it's not um in line with the feeling of the of I mean in, in this book. You well, know that's what I kind mean? kind
2: of his whole deal, right? I, mean, I get what you're saying yeah. though. Yeah. I, I just haven't oh, I haven't read Deadpool in a while, so it's just kinda of like, alright, I don't want a lot of them but it's nice to have them here for a little bit mm. but i get what you're saying tyler it definitely is like oh right yeah right. it's
3: just a bit it just it just takes me out a little bit i mean sure, it's not sure. a big complaint it's just like a little bit you know that's that's no, all I think i'm that's saying that's
2: totally fair and he yeah. gets wrecked by domino which was pretty fun to watch yeah
1: like no, no, I'm just saying that the last thing I wanted to say though is like I never want to shake another person's hand ever again. Oh like, I won't. This just That's like the end
4: for me. After like, the pandemic. Yeah,
1: this like it's like, you know, since the pandemic I already like stopped shaking mm-hmm. hands, but then this like and it's like you can't get infected with like plant and then the plant <laughs> will watch me forever. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. I
3: Gross. mean I, the other thing I was just is is it's pretty minor, but um, you know, you you, you know how um, I can't remember whether it's you or it's Peter who's like, Oh, I, I really hate the way, um, Emma's dr- second look is done with the fur and yeah. things like that. But Kasara kind of mm. makes it work here. I did not like, that. You- yeah. Because the way that, mm. um, she has it on her, on her elbow and the way it flows at the back with that little depression, mm-hmm. I thought it looks really, really pretty.
2: I think yeah. he draws a no, killer it did. Emma Frost on this. I really, mm-hmm. really like
0: it. Well, we also probably can crown Kasar at this point as the king of the crowd scene. I think every time Kassar <laughs> does a crowd scene, whether it's here or in the Blue Lagoon, it's just there's so many little things. hes he really I mean, like he's them. a good cartoonist in addition mm. to being a, a great illustrator, a great sequential storyteller. You know, he, he draws really, he does cartooning really well, kind of mm. on the small scale of little people just being expressive and, and having little bits. I think my favorite scene in this whole book is if you go to the middle and then ever so slightly to the right of that crowd scene, there's Kid partying with Shori, which I, yeah. think, yes. I think it's Shori. It looks like well, it's Shori. Yes, it is. It's, it, yes, has to be it is Shory. It is Shory. Yeah. So, it's
1: sh- it's sure, right?
0: And I and I just love and,
1: that.
0: Computer enhanced, and, and then go the go thing is there. the other.
1: <laughs> and and then they're also like the same level in terms of like their technical know how. So that's yeah. me. Yeah. And then they, and then they're also like a similar age. So I was like, that is the human mutant bridge that I wanted to want to see. Like it was perfect.
0: The other thing I'll pull out is, Domino gets this put down that um just remember you're a field agent. And, you know, you're not intelligence, which is, you know, this book was sold to us at the very beginning that mm. X-Force is going to be about the mutant CIA and the mutant FBI. It's going to be about kind of internal and external. It's going to be about internal intelligence and field. But there was going to be all these dichotomies. And I think we do sometimes lose that or we've lost it a little bit, yeah. especially after X of Swords. But it was a really nice moment. And it kind of made me it brought Domino back to being a more active player with more agency here and having mm-hmm. more of an opinion. And I just even though we've seen her a few times since X of swords don't feel like she she's been the player she was before X of swords and of course her beating up deadpool is super pleasing they've got a long history Uh, and so i just really enjoyed that again i I think with a lot of these books is i just want to see them use their cast i feel like that's part of why we like books like x factor we like books Mm. like hellions because they're like just using the cast really well and so books like this one marauders the more they actually remember that they've got all these great characters sitting around uh, the more fun that it gets Yep. For Hellions number 12, let's start with Tyler and his reaction to the issue.
3: I mean, I love how Wells make use of crossovers and events to move plot forwards and to do some character work. Um, it also helps a lot that Segovia is turning in really, really good art here. Um, it is easy, easily 4.75 bananas out of 5 bananas Bananas.
2: bananas. (laughs) you know this is just a fun hangout issue and i think this book more than any of the others are primes to just have great little character beats hang out at a party (laughs) Watch Thor get creeped out by Sinister and just sort of enjoy the ride. But also this definitely pushes all these characters into different places, at least slightly. Like it's it's just a nice balancing act of like how kind of low stakes, but lots of enjoyment and hints of things to come. I'm giving it four and a half neurotic havocs out of five.
1: <laughs> Sorry, half. Um, so I... Like we all decided that we we're gonna dress up for this gala thing and then when i read the murders and x-force first i'm like i'm not dressing up I'm not putting in any effort if the book writers are not doing it until i got to hellions then i'm like yes okay because this is a perfect party book like this is what party is it everything is about within the party everything is about different interaction I have been to enough cringy, um, like very embarrassing weddings to know that this is how it is. Like (laughs) it was so relatable in so many different ways that I was like, yes, give me more. And then also the art was fantastic. So um, I, I was all about it. This was like the best appetizer ever. Mozzarella sticks for me.
0: I love that. Uh, you know, I have to start with the art. I think Segovia has turned into such a superstar over the course of this. I mean, he's been good. We've liked him all along. We always get yeah. positive notes. But this is, I mean, this is stellar. He handles so many different looks, so many different emotions. So i it's just, it was hard to find a panel that I loved the most. he He's really good at comedy, which I think a lot of artists that can draw in this muscular, kind of glossy house style aren't actually good mm-hmm. at comedy moments. You know, if you think back to the big 90s artists that a lot of these can be kind of pulled through them they they don't really they don't have that and and he does uh and i'm talking about the art because i really hated this issue i hated it (laughs) i hated it i hated it it's so stupid I don't I don't really like funny things. I'm kind of like a humorless person. I'm like, get to... It's funny when you're with friends, but like when I'm reading a book, if the book is primarily a funny book, it takes a lot for the humor to land with me over and over again. And I think the reason Hellions has worked for me so far is because it has so much plot that like the funny stuff is funny because it's happening alongside the plot. And here it just felt like we really just took a full on break to like make hee-hee-haha jokes about nanny. And I think that that made me hate the nannies back. I'm like, crack the egg and be done with them. I'm I'm over. And then also (laughs) like... Like it comes off of a really weak arc for me on that arcade arc I'm kind of like this, this mm. really tanked this book it's out of my favorites it's not in my top group anymore um I, I'm, I'm kind of over it now so uh, yeah this it is actually, really I think where I turned on the Hellfire Gala. I think I, I was like hanging on by the skin of my teeth and th- my fingernails until I got to this book and then I was like screw this party so Guys, I'm to tr- fly to I'm I'm not, to I'm not gonna Peter go
1: to punk. any of your parties anymore <laughs> like you know if, if Peter has a party I'm like I'm not going because it's not
4: not going to be the fun. Guy. No, yeah. it's, it's not a fun. Uh,
0: so yeah.
1: I... Uh, like, he's going to have ask us to work at parties.
0: <laughs> I do no. I do have a pretty tight schedule for parties. Things have to happen on time when they're supposed to happen. But anyway, so I'm going <laughs> like to try to... Like Beast. Yeah, I'm going to take a little bit more of a backseat here, because just because I didn't like it doesn't mean our whole conversation has to be me complaining about that it's bad. I know that I'm a humorless bastard, and based on the Twitter reaction, most people have liked this. So I'm just giving you one quarter of the perspective of the panel here. So I will just help to (laughs) proctor this conversation. And in proctoring it, we can start with the first scene, which is that Sinister, Quanon, and Havoc are the only ones with invites, which is funny, but it also drives... Funny, with quotes, but it also um, drives home that this is, party is not for all mutants. It's mm-hmm. for the mutants who are, are worth seeing and for the mutants who Emma has a purpose for being there. Notice that Empath, her former student, though not a favorite former student, did not get an invitation. And so they head off to the party and Quanin tells them, look, if we're partying, you're training. It's all work. Uh, Tyler, what do you think about this entree to the party for some, but not for others?
3: I mean, I like the fact that, um, you know, Havok came out and they are all dissing him. And then when (laughs) Kuan'en came out, they are like, "Mm, wow, you know, I mean, that kind of the reaction is like totally different. Um, In some ways, I kind of understand why they don't want a robot five-year-old and... uh, and a nanny at a state event. Um, <laughs> but, you
2: know. bot, yeah. Yeah,
3: but it's kind of, um, I mean, it, it is, if I'm one of them, I would feel really terrible.
2: I know, you can't help but, like, feel bad for these Psychopaths, because even though they all, you know, yeah, they really probably shouldn't be there. Like, I think we've all been like the person who hasn't been invited to the party at least once, and he can't help but just like feel for him. And um, I like the scene. I like seeing Quanon come out, and you see just John uh, just, just seeing Gray Crow Gray kind Crow. of thirsting Gray Crow <laughs> thirsting even harder. And you know, it's like I pushed that forward a little bit. I thought it was nice.
0: Yeah.
1: So. We talked about it before that you know, mut- even the mutant started with the X Men started with the metaphor and then what metaphor means now and how we are doing it you know, dealing with it now and stuff like that. Um, a lot of that kind of reminded me of this whole idea that even that has been very prevalent in this Pi- Pride Month is like how queer can you be like you know like certain queer should not like you know queer culture mm. should not be presented and certain um like you know fully understanding that the what metaphor like imaginary metaphor versus real life metaphor and all of that but there was like this whole whole conversation of sanitization of pride something that i recently learned about and Mm -hmm. it felt a lot of that it's like okay we are only going to showcase products in air quote, productive member of our mutant culture, like, you know, our mutant, like, you know, we're going to show that everything is perfect. So these undesirables are not going to be there. And Mm -hmm. that was very, like, you know, I thought that was, like, (laughs) that meant a lot. Like, not meant a lot. I mean, that kind of, like, really told me that how, like, You know, the mutant culture not being what it is, or they are still like, you know, it's there's like a lot of things that are wrong with it. And it kind of like, even though we were partying, even though we are laughing about it, a lot of these things was not funny. And especially like, you know, as Nanny, how Nanny is kind of slowly descent into her drunkenness and everything. It really like shook me in a way because it's like okay, you know, we talked about it before. Like for some mutants, this is a second chance. For some mutant, this is a this is a paradise. A lot of them, it's not. And for mm-hmm. N- Nanny, it's coming like you know, it's actually like just out there in in the face. So I think from that point of view, it was like, mm, like I'm not about this at all.
2: That's just a great point. Well, it's but like the thing. Such a- good
3: thing to raise i mean it is a good point but um uh, but a state dinner is not a pride parade mm. so so there's a certain amount of um decorum that is kind of needed as such an event um it's still a celebration yeah this, like, because like it is.
1: That's they, because the thing is like the whole the wage was Invited? Mm. If you look at the it's invitation, a it's yeah. a gala. It's about yeah. mutant culture. It's about mm. humans and mutants mingling. Yeah. So why are these mutants not invited to the? Well, military? there's
0: no one invited to the Met Gala either. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: I mean, it's so, not the Met Gala is not considered to be all humans. How
3: dare like, no, you call?
2: I the, the egg riffraff. In there. So yeah. so
3: so so maybe maybe they they should get an after party invite instead of you know just no well, that's, invite at all and that, <laughs> that's,
1: that's 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 something that's something could mm-hmm. be true. but the thing that's is like we have standard. seen it so far that there's like all different kinds of kids mutants running around why are they that state invite like no i know like what yeah. what are they there for like you know if you are going to be about state invite then invite like you know the, the your military or your beast and your quiet council mm-hmm. and all that but so that's one of the reason I was like, you know, and yes, like this is the fall like fallacy we fall into when we're trying to compare real life metaphor with like yeah. me- with the imaginary. But I was kind of thinking about it. It's like it's like in a way it's a sanitization of mutant. Like mm. you know, it's like we are going to portray a, a an idea of us in front of the yeah. world that is not a complete picture. Which what how is that any different from what human did
3: that is more acceptable yeah like how is that any different like really a different
1: do. yeah how is that any different than what humans did all these years like yeah you know so mm-hmm. well and that's the thing
0: about it being an imperfect metaphor like does it you know to tyler's point does it light up perfectly with pride or or any other events such as that that we can line up with no not exactly it doesn't exactly line up to the met gala either quite frankly but In, in the amount that it lines up with that, can we draw some interesting conclusions and commentary? Yeah, I really think it's a fantastic point about the whole respectability politics of blank and in this case about mutants well can we be respectable mutants you know if we have somebody who's an egg that's too unsettling but then I think it also raises the question of like why is iBoy invited like is there really a sanitization that is happening just based on appearance is it based on behavior is it based on reputation you know not to get too far ahead of ourselves but you know sinister and nanny get into their little slap fight together um you know she calls sinister an abductor and abuser and a murderer of children she's at least two of those three things too uh so it it also kind of yeah. begs the question of if it's about appearances about behaviors is about reputation is it just about what kind of face you want to put on the mutant and, race
1: and that's actually what really started thinking about it because the reason she's actually bringing those up because she knows that she's those two but he was invited and she right. was not yeah it's like, kind of like
0: mm-hmm. pot kettle black but that's the he, point it's like yeah. i'm a yeah. pot you're a kettle why are we being treated
3: differently in this environment <laughs> if we're both you know right. cast iron cookware
1: yeah. right and so also don't funny.
3: forget that this nanny is more hone oh yeah she's
1: exactly a, oh, yeah. she's gonna hone the yeah. champagne
3: flute and do some damage okay
0: <laughs> so uh let's let's move on from that too I guess just before we get into the whole mingling and everybody being at the party, there's two specific things I want to do, and then we can get into the whole everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, One is Alex. This is a pervasive theme in this book. <laughs> Havoc is agitating for some kind of reevaluation or recontextualization of Madeline Pryor's fate. Of course, very famously, she's deemed a clone of Jean Grey, mm-hmm. who's a living person who doesn't necessarily give her consent to have a clone going around. So they are not going to revive her. And Alex is continuing to pursue... Quiet council members here, which I thought a little bit strange. Have we seen him talk to Gene? I was trying to remember if he's ever spoken <laughs> to Gene directly. So I, um, I just thought it was intriguing that he's using this yeah. party as his chance to kind of drum up support, which is falling completely on deaf ears here.
3: Tyler, no, he has not talked. He has not talked to Gene. Um, I think he, ra- I mean, of course, Scott broke the news to him, right? And then I think he raised it with Emma. And um yeah, and then here with Xavier and Magneto and um <laughs> I mean it is I mean is it's not the fact that he's trying to ch- champion for Maddie's resurrection, it is the way he's doing it, it is it kind of really makes him pathetic
2: (laughs) yeah it looks he's just like oh have you have you thought about it i mean maybe there's something wrong i I, just i just
3: need clarity (laughs) as to why maddie is not coming back no no, this is
2: this is funny i think it's straight up funny sorry peter but like it's also but i also there's a plot thing here i think there's a character thing here happening where the other characters are not like incredibly they're still you know psychopaths and what have you but they are slowly kind of bonding more becoming more together like empath did a nice thing for another member yeah. of the team that's never happened but meanwhile havoc <laughs> is just focused on his dead ex and also, like, he, he doesn't even try to stick up for them when it's the big fight. It's like no. trying to stay away. So it's just showing, like, is that- it felt like a real divide. Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't even know these guys. Like, But it's showing, like, a real divide that I feel like is more than just, like, comedy. It's It mm-hmm. seems like they're more becoming a cohesive unit in their own way than he is, which I, I'm curious to see if it'll play out. Mm-hmm.
0: For
1: you? Uh, no, I mean, um, well... Next fall is apparently about Inferno. So I'm glad that Maddie keeps being brought up. Uh, And then also I wanted to see more Mm -hmm. happen for Maddie, Maddie Pryor, because we have seen it like, there's like every single X moment that I pick, all of their past is based on like horror, trauma being manipulated by men. And we are slowly seeing that a lot of that is being redeemed, like with Quanon and um, Betsy, we have seen that. So I want that to be resolved too so I want someone to champion for a even though she's not necessarily altogether there but um you know and then so I'm glad that this is happening and yes it is extremely pathetic for how she <laughs> was going about it and I I feel secondhand embarrassment for him yeah like that's was like it's it's it's, it's 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 very like ugh, like I i like not not good but yeah so i'm I'm just kind of I'm glad that the plot keeps on going. And the, but the thing is, like Xavier and Magneto's reaction to it was, yeah, they're they're villains, right? Like they're ex they're villains no? Like, they're like there. there's they're not
2: villains, but they're definitely like just
3: like that in we, we,
2: we get no help from you. Like you are not like on our side in this sense.
1: <sighs>
3: you like, know,
2: like yeah, oh, there's and- politics to be considered? Like what are you talking about? You have magic resurrection powers. Just bring her back
1: yeah and then it was it was just i don't know i mean the the whole thing was like and then you know then he was like just cheering like oh i should i should keep you from me i shouldn't keep you from your friend and then cheering that i was like there's no coming back from this Mm. No you know,
0: we we recently just wrapped up, actually this week, Inferno in our household read. And it, it's, I, it's not a favorite of mine. And uh, mm-hmm. it's interesting because you go back to the root of how Alex got involved with Maddie. And part of it is he's definitely being manipulated by her almost the entire time. But his yeah. affection and his, his care for her is real because he's really frustrated with Scott. And as he gets to know her better, he's like, she's a person. But then it... Mm-hmm all gets turned on its head because it turns out that she's just, she's a sliver of Phoenix Force and she's a sliver of Jean and she really was just an empty vessel before then that maybe never would have woken up. And so when we come back to Havoc still having feelings about her and wanting to bring her back, and I know there's other Madeline Pyre stuff that's happened since then, but I, I can't, I never can help but go back to Inferno and be like, she was forcibly taken as a sliver of personality that always belonged mm-hmm. to Jean. Like you can feel the way you want to feel about her but that doesn't give you the right to um say that she's got her own bodily agency and sovereignty. She She's a splinter of Jean. Like, this is where this clone stuff gets really interesting, you know? Like, Gabby is a clone of Lara, but Gabby has her ho- whole existing experience, her own personality. But Maddie is... I don't know. So it just, it gives me interesting feelings, because I'm like, I kind of start to think of Havoc as the bad guy, and he's like the, the villain of Jean Grey. I'm like, go talk to Jean about this. like, yeah. Or, like, why aren't you in love with Jean if you're in so in love with Maddie? Why why <laughs> you get into how bad Cyclops treats Jean if you're so into how bad Cyclops treats Maddie? So I just, like, never quite know how to feel, and I know there's big Havoc fans out there. I don't want to get into it. I do really like him, but, but this particular aspect of him sometimes makes me really confused.
1: Oh, by the way, I want to mention, though, I I don't want havoc to solve Maddie Jean problem I want Maddie to come back and then whatever some uh woman pick up that plot thread and resolve this because I want every ex-ladies to become friends by the time we're done (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I'm just, I am just done with finding, like, uh, there's, like, not a single ex-lady, except for Kate, per, Kate probably, who does not mm-hmm. have a horrible past. No, and Kate mostly all, a, no.
0: oppressed other people. She didn't. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then she's, the, yeah, like, <laughs> like, it's just, it's like,
1: it's, like, it's, like, yeah, every single one of them, I'm, like, Ugh, seriously? Like, yeah, no. So that's one of the reason I want that plot to go somewhere. So I'm glad that she's not forgotten, and it's bringing back up. I'm like, maybe there will be something in the future. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: I mean, the next story is called Inferno, as everyone points. Yeah. out. So, so now we're now we're gonna move into the rest of the party. Fa- fair game, open floor, open bar. There's a uh, there's data pages to talk about. There is Nanny versus Sinister. There is Wild Child and Aurora. There uh, there's a lot of things, but let's stop short of the fireworks, which the team observes at the very end of the issue. Mm-hmm. So open floor about the party. Who's the most excited to talk about it?
3: I just want to point out something, which is not really how fire galas is um, uh, per se, but it's howlians per se. All
0: right. Well, I mean, I think Tyler, if it's howlians, it certainly is part of the party.
3: Yeah is is that this um this write up in 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 the in the com, com, uh, content page or, or whatever you call it um mm. it has it has a very distinct sinister voice but then not the main sinister uh, my guess is that this is a clone of sinister who has been writing all these things so <laughs> yeah because if you read it it, it it is really in that tone and not just this issue it has been that way for a couple of issues already mm. for you interesting
1: um no i was uh sorry i lost my train of thought um no before i actually talk uh, ask about it i wanted to ask what is the history between um kyle forgot his mutant code wild uh, child Wildchild oh. and uh or, or jean-marie oh. like what's what's there is that a good thing is that a bad thing i don't want to react to it without knowing that what what horror well, she has in her life? Like
0: I don't I don't I don't know that any of us have read enough Alpha Flight to answer that yeah, question. Yeah,
3: because it's mostly oh. in Alpha Flight and okay. uh, well Alpha Gamma Omega, according to Doctor Google. So oh. that is yeah. But um, but but I mean, John marie has always been a little bit um sch- schizophrenia. yeah like yeah she has
1: multiple personality like she has multiple personality disorder okay so is that okay so it was like one of those because you know i mean there there was like a good thing because i feel like this is also honed in wild child so maybe he's Mm. thinking everything of a little differently but then there was also like it it was a little bit of like you know like uh, the men fighting over the lady and all of that but I, i like i feel like this is like just there to be for a party scene to, yeah. to be happened. Yeah. but I was glad to see that uh, Dakin is like yeah I know I have not dressed very well but
3: you <laughs> <I> know
4: <laughs> that's I my note that that's my note I
3: was like Variha <laughs> Maria <laughs> <They are, laughs> uh, is sneaking into the writers room <laughs> all the yeah, time and making exactly. them write something that she's thinking.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean that's what that's what I'm saying. Like we're in the same wavelength over there. So I was I was just gonna point that out. You know, yeah. and then it just like yeah, and then also like um Nightcrawler is like very much their time. Cr- Sosh. Uh, yeah,
4: he's he's, yeah,
1: he he's hey, slosh. <laughs> and then trying to uh, trying to recruit, um, who was he trying to recruit? Nanny, right? Yeah, Nanny into his way of ex. Mm. So <laughs> that, that was like, I'm like, oh, what's that about? So yeah, way that was-
2: Start with a tough customer, man, going for Nanny. Like yeah,
1: exactly. So the thing is like a lot of that kind of made me laugh. And then, yeah, Sinister, just going about being Sinister.
0: Sinister just pressing the flesh He's he wants yeah. to meet everybody. He doesn't know who's Iron Man and who's Captain America. Or, yeah, because, because he not thinks he has an equivalent title to Black Panther. He is really Good. just living his life.
4: <laughs> it really like, makes
0: you wonder. Like as much as he's a quintessential X Men villain, like wouldn't it be fun to see him fight the Avengers a little bit? Like he does rub <laughs> up against these other characters in an interesting way. Yeah, like The whole
1: time is. I was kind of laughing about the fact that he was talk, saying all of this in an English accent, which, um, you know, Peter pointed out this particular actor that he thinks about whenever it's sinister from Rocky Horror. And I I keep on thinking, like, you know, it's just he's just going about like that. It's like, yes, I am sinister, you know, and then um, but then he's both <laughs> ca- um head-to-head going against like exodus was really funny too it's like yeah i I know you're trying to copy me but hey
0: (laughs) (laughs) any other thoughts on sinister's path through this party and his eventual confrontation with nanny
2: i mean funny to (laughs) to y'all harry here
0: (laughs) i mean nanny has a hatch in her head to pour drinks into it. It's like if you're trying yeah. to mold something inside of an eggshell. I watched them um, on the uh, Gourmet Makes. Claire Saffitz was making molded chocolate eggs and she poked a hole in the egg and then she drained all of the egg out. And then she just put a little bit of chocolate in and swirled it around in the egg so that she could later unpeel the egg and get a, a perfect chocolate shell from inside of the egg. And I was like, oh, just like Nanny. Nanny just pokes a hole in the top, <laughs> pours in the alcohol and just sloshes it around just... until all the inside is coated well coated with alcohol i mean she is a person inside there right like somewhere inside the egg that's what i thought she's, right. she's a so she's just like pouring she's just bathing in alcohol she's trying to bring the alcohol up. Lo- her literal alcohol level is like up to her eyeballs what is happening inside the egg there's some no answers idea.
2: man is not meant to know yet maybe if we <laughs> yeah. evolve as a species wait further. the other
3: thing <laughs> the other thing is that isn't that supposed to be eggs egg yeah what you guys are gonna make me sick
1: <laughs> like yeah it's it is it it's yeah thing. it was like
3: saying she just pushed her limbs out when yeah. she got resurrected
0: well, yeah you see that she had a different egg though that she had like a costume egg uh, too and so maybe that's true, she's like that's walking true. around in the egg egg at the beginning but then she's yeah like, who knows true. what
1: she have done inside like she's a scientist right so yeah. who knows what she have done I mean, in, the, in the middle Iron time
0: Man in that egg so yeah uh, <laughs> It's, it really makes me, I really, f- one of the plot threads that is lingering is kind of like, what, what is Nanny's deal? Why is she in mm-hmm. the egg? We've seen her not like being replaced in the egg. And also, what is going on with Orphan Maker? Like, we got that whole beat of like, oh, his goo is too dangerous. We've yeah. got to like reconstitute an armor for him. I was sure by getting him drunk, which I, that's probably my favorite beat in the party is that empath gets Orphan Maker drunk, yeah. not by giving him liquor, but just being like, drunkness is just euphoria.
3: Like, that's which is cute. like the
0: purest empath-, empath moment I think that he's had yeah. in his entire character history. <laughs> exactly. Of like, I'm just letting the kid have a good time, and then he gets his ass kicked by all the women from hell. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yeah. that's some kind like I- that I like. But <laughs> no, I-
3: that's the thing. That's the thing I kind of enjoy because um, Wells bring back certain things that he sort of like, you know, hint at. Or dropped at a little bit, um, and and you kind of think like, oh, oh, maybe he forgotten about it. But no, he did not because the roulette and Kek's eyes uh, fight was a flashback in issue one, mm-hmm. and 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 so you know, I kind of like this, and you know, the whole nanny um, with sinister thing was was at the end of the first arc where nanny basically threatened sinister,
0: right. Okay, so so there was a little bit of plot. It wasn't all funny. I just, as soon as like a book goes for like an overt funny moment, like when she breaks the glass or whatever, like it's, I just tune out really hard. I don't know. Mm. It's something about my brain. I'm like, oh, you're trying to make me laugh, huh? Like, I just get really combative. But I agree. There, <laughs> there were maybe more plot elements than I initially ignored.
2: Yeah. We're going to turn that frown upside down. <laughs> no, and,
1: and and the thing is, that I am actually kind of enjoying the fact that Nanny is becoming the force against Sinister. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. it's not necessarily oh, yeah. Havoc or Quanon. Uh, like, you know, any, like, it just Nanny. And then the thing is, like, you know, it just like... And the fact that she wears lipstick on her, I, I, I
3: She's just like... <sighs>
1: Yeah, it's she just, like she lists, just like, she just, on she just a draws shower. a lip on a shirt. Like, yeah. God, there's Gotta something about this. Wo- yeah, yeah, there's something about this woman. Like, I'm just like, I- I'm fascinated by this woman
0: well this ends in a really interesting place so the hellions are ejected via magic although they eventually do magic the, the person not just magic the magic although they do <laughs> eventually walk back out through a gate mm-hmm. and uh, when they're walking out through the gate it's actually much later because we it's oh, yeah. definitely been played in marauders that the fireworks happen pretty close to midnight based on the people mm-hmm. streaming out of the party so they yep. witness the psychic fireworks uh gray crow says you gotta be mm, kidding me or some, something you gotta be <laughs> something in me some, some expletive and and uh, Quanan says it's enough to make you feel anything is possible. So more mystery revelations and whatever the fireworks are. But then, my, 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 we get mm. a sinister who's been all sliced up, who's happy to be home, which means we absolutely do have multiple sinisters running around at the same time here. Because it's this time. is the sinister who got Ginsu'd in Ameth. <laughs> it's
2: time. It's coming. Weird it's clone action.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like, one of my, what Here, am yeah. I, no, no, I mean, sorry. One of my comments was that, uh, what was Quanon talking about to Northstar? Who is this David? What
0: is this she This is
3: Prodigy. About? Prodigy, yes. I
0: think. But, but it why? is Prodigy. Quanon talking to Northstar? Yeah. Like, she says, I trust you to take care of David Northstar. He needs help, but not the Hellions yeah. kind. Maybe something transpires at the party. Maybe it's about what's going to, who's going to maybe get killed killed there's some hint that somebody's gonna die in X Factor. Maybe it's about the trial of Magneto. Maybe there's two different uh that turns out there are two different prodigies. I don't know. Whoa.
3: It's a teaser, it's a teaser, that's the thing. That's why I kind of love this setup because this first trio of books um, mm-hmm. are basically hinting at stuff that is going to happen in the next three weeks. And, yeah. you know, that's why it's, that's why it's a perfect start to an event because well, w- you get like excited. It's like, okay, what's happening to David? What, what, who is this David in the first place? Oh, Prodigy. Okay. So what's happening to Prodigy? Didn't he just get resurrected? Did he really die? Did he not die? What is happening? Why mm-hmm. is he supposed to be on Hellens and, and how can Hellens help him? And weirdly,
2: X-Force, I mean, Marauders, you can make the complaint that it is, it's just a lot. of It's mostly teases, but it's more like a, a mood, so to speak. But like, you know, X-Force and this have like, they push their plots along. They have a lot of character beats, you know, like I think it's, it's like this is a book that is kind of of itself. It still works.
0: And also in that yeah. ending scene, I just want to point out Nanny says, "Get this thing off me," which is you know everybody wants their hair pulled back before they throw up. I know it well, uh, but, but <laughs> you, if you want your egg taken off again, I just feel like there's like something simmering with Nanny that'll be interesting yeah. to talk and about. Then, well,
1: and then uh, uh, the Empath also says, "Stay still." So they have done it before.
0: Like you know, so it just
1: it looked it looked to me it looked like they they're they know this how to do this so it's not like a yeah. not like a new thing like and and yeah but um we should also talk about all the cuckoos and their transcript the
0: page. their, oh, their data, data page so they have a they, psychic transcript to keep track of everything that's going through their heads at the party as they act as the kind of observant <laughs> interior security force um it was you know meant to be funny so we know what I thought about it but what does anybody else want to say about
1: <laughs> it no I mean well go ahead no i was just saying that there's like a distinct voices i felt like you know that was kind of coming and then there's also like a little bit of like you know the two of them is not necessarily especially as is esme is the one who is like with the cable like you know she's the one with cable right like or she's into cable but cable is not into her
3: sophie uh no, Ismail, yeah, Ismail. Is Esme, Isma,
1: yeah. And then she is really against Phoebe and like, you know, choir and everything. Which is a callback from before as well. Like there was like Phoebe was into choir for a very long time. And <laughs> Ismail was the yeah. one who was always stopping it. So the thing mm. is like there was like, a lot of that too. And then the thing is like there's like a dis like they have like a what I didn't understand that they were like a little bit of childlike, like they just don't understand a lot of the things like it's like oh why bananas or like oh what is nurse wretched so that kind of reminded me that they are a very strange group yeah of and they're artificial children. Like yeah they, don't, yeah. they,
0: they, they have, didn't grow they up they don't have child, necessarily childhoods yeah. they don't have the references that other people do yeah, yeah. And, and it yeah. kind
1: of reminded me that there's so many of the time like even when there was like messiah era and stuff they were pretty much stuck in that uh cerebro with cerebro like keep looking for mutant Mutants. that was like the yeah. whole thing that they were doing and who knows what they're stuck doing now so it's just they never actually had a childhood and i think yeah. that just kind of brought it home to me like this transcript but, pages kind of brought yeah. that back it's like ew. the
3: other thing also is that it kind of shows that phoebe likes quantum quell we didn't figure
1: that in the x-force all this time no
3: because we <laughs> were talking about how phoebe might be not Presenting the real events, missing events to Quindon, Quinton, Quinton, uh-huh. and and just like fluffing it up to make it seems like she's really into him.
4: Yeah, but this
3: we, kind of proves that he, she really is she <laughs> into does him. Care. She does care. I mean, yeah, yeah, time. but
1: if, because she cares, she's mes- making things up. Like that's that's how I am reading it. <laughs> oh, like yeah, that
3: was that was how you <laughs> meant it. Because yeah, when I mean, you said that, I was thinking, oh, maybe she. Didn't care. She just wanted to manipulate. Him. No, no,
1: no, no, no. I believe okay. that. I believe that she cares like way too much, and she learned <laughs> from she learned from Ma- mommy dearest how to uh, yeah how to keep a man uh, happy. That's how she learned it. So very it's very yeah. scary.
0: Well, folks, that is our discussion of the opening portion of the Hellfire Gala, the hors d'oeuvres, and at the end of Hellions, it says next dinner is served. So perhaps we'll have a little bit more of a meal to make out of the issues next week, which are Excalibur 21 and X-Men 21. Also out next week is Children of the Atom number 4, which we will of course talk about, but I don't think it is part of the gala, although who knows what what they're going to, what's going to no, know. You never know what's going to happen
1: in Children Yeah, and they're ones. trying to enter the gala. <laughs> yeah. All yeah, you the, know is that
3: we're going to have an hour-long discussion about it.
2: Say that. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's
2: about right. Yeah. yeah. So uh,
1: And why
0: do we get together and have these lengthy discussions about X- X-Men comics, Freya.
1: Because X-Men is better when it's read together.
0: That is certainly true. You know, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm reading these books partially for my own enjoyment, but partially because I cannot wait to see what you are going to say <laughs> about some of the things that happen in these comics. Uh, until we get to talk again, on the behalf of myself, Tyler, Harry, and Freya, uh, this has been This Week in X from Crushing Comics. We hope that you are well, and we look forward to talking about more Hellfire Gala with you next week.
2: Bye. Bye.